know Your ass better call somebody Hey, hey, what do you say? It's time. It's time. Ball junk. Episode five, and it's a good day to ball hard. It's the gas man. And with me is the Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun. It's Frankie Knuckles. I didn't think you could make me blush more than last time, but I, I think you accomplished that. I've another wonder, to, another uh, wonderful intro. Thanks. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to cut a wrestling promo and introduce you every time. I love wrestling. Yeah? Or old wrestling. Well, which... who doesn't love old wrestling? So what's going on, Frank? It's been, uh, well, I mean, I, I say it's been a long time, but I mean, we've been doing these shows about every six weeks or so. Yeah, so. I would say. That's it hasn't been fair. that uh, outrageous of a, a delay between episode four and five, but it's uh, we're in the midst of the holiday season. Yeah, and it's... Coming fast and furious. Yes. I've been extremely busy. I thought you were going to go into Paul Walker when you said fast oh, and furious. Oh, I didn't even make the connection. No. <laughs> That's already left. I know you're a fan of the series. Are you dealing well, with that okay? I mean, I wouldn't say I'm a fan of the series. I like the last two. And to tell you the truth, I'm not sure if I've seen um, the second or the third one. No, I like Fast 6. I thought that was uh, pretty entertaining. So were you upset by the loss of Mr. Walker? Well, I mean, it's unfortunate when people... sure die it's terrible that he died in a car accident yeah to die as a passenger yeah completely helpless that's gotta suck well Balls. i mean and you know when you take into account you know he was made famous by these driving movies and then they, they hit a tree and it doesn't seem like there was alcohol involved yeah. or that's a cover-up you think so i don't know <laughs> Everything's everything's a cover up to you. Yeah, but uh, I'm enjoying the holidays. I'm I'm all about Christmas music. I love Christmas music. I mean, I've got a nice 205 song playlist on my iPod of all Christmas music. What's your favorite Christmas cut? I know you're an Elvis guy. I'm assuming it's Elvis. Well, I mean, like, what's my favorite Christmas carol or my favorite Christmas song performance? Uh, why not both? Well, that's a boy. I know my favorite carol. I mean, oh, oh come all ye faithful is my. That's your favorite. favorite? Yeah, uh, I enjoy uh, Oh Holy Night. I enjoy Sleigh Ride. I think Sleigh Ride is a fun and jovial song. But I uh, and I really like uh, Go Tell It on the Mountain. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not religious at all, but for some reason I like the religious Christmas. Oh yeah, yeah, me too. I, I don't. I'm not a church goer. I don't really believe. Um, in a higher power, so, um, but you know those songs are good. I mean, I love Elvis's Christmas Peace album is excellent. Um, the Rat Pack Christmas songs, like all that Sinatra, Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Christmas music is great. I uh, like Buble's Christmas album. Sheryl Crow's got a decent Christmas album too. I was surprised. Uh, I can't get on the Buble train. I Man, hate that guy. He's uh, his cover of All I Want for Christmas. Mariah Carey's classic Christmas song is uh, it's very good. I'm sure my mom loves it. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'll hear it at her house this Christmas and give it a shot. I've, uh, I'm a child of the 90s. I'm quite yeah. partial to the Weezer Christmas EP. Oh, okay. It's short, but very sweet. Right. Uh, I've been enjoying listening to uh, Weird Al Yankovic's Christmas at Ground Zero, <laughs> which is pretty good. Like, you know, I, I want to play like it. Mistress for Christmas. Well, that's a great one. I mean, a lot of the stuff that uh, I like to play it at work, 
I can't play ACDC at work. I can get away with the Weird Al one, even though it's all about, you know, being nuked. But, uh, yeah, I know there's the, there's good and Porky Pig's cover of Blue Christmas. You're, I, I don't think it's actually Porky Pig, but it's a guy doing a Porky Pig. Your Christmas carol knowledge vastly surpasses mine. Well, I just, uh, I, I love Christmas music. I mean, that's, you know, I'm at home. I have the satellite Christmas music, uh, on with the fireplace, with the log on the fireplace, like, 24 7 when i'm not watching sports or a movie or something like that it's just it's always i um, also love christmas not as big into the christmas music but loved getting all my decorations out putting up the christmas tree oh, get, yeah. getting all my cards putting them around my charlie in the box sure i, I love trimming the I, tree i love christmas and around christmas there's tons of great sports too oh yeah nba's in full swing nfl playoff picture getting sorted out i know you're hockey's not a big, back you're not a big college, college football, football. it's been crazy though i've been it has been a few games they're like like these that first of all the the auburn alabama game was nuts yeah and then uh they're and then the auburn game against uh uh was it uh missouri no who did they play last last time i don't know i don't remember but uh yeah just it's been it's been pretty enjoyable yeah for the auburn alabama game i was at the casino for my friend's birthday and my what friend, an ending. My friends were watching it, and I really at the, wasn't super aware of the time. I'm like, okay, let's go. Let's get this sorted out. We were trying to get these cards and stuff like that. And I made them get in line for to get this free $20. Right. And I already had it from a previous time. And so I went and watched the game. <laughs> it was <laughs> the most insane finale ever. And I just kept going back over to them. You're not going to believe it just happened. Yeah. You, you've completely missed the greatest game ever. Because I, <laughs> I made you get a, a player's choice card at the Seneca Casino. <laughs> but like all that shit that happened in that game, like, and, and I feel bad for that field goal kicker, but like he missed three, three times. Did he miss? He got blocked twice. Yeah. Well, I, Saban was the one pressing the issue yeah. with the challenge. To get a That's second, right, to get that extra second. Everybody hates Saban. You oh, must yeah. too, because oh, the I, Dolphins, I hate for sure. Nick so. Saban. I was hoping he was going to you know, screw Alabama over, but I guess just yesterday he signed a big extension to stay yeah. there, so or two days ago or whatever. But, uh, but yeah, so it was pretty funny. And then they bring in like this you know, bench warmer who's attempted two field goals before in his career, his college football career, and... It was straight, and he had a lot of leg on it. I was, I thought he was gonna do it, but it was a little short. But you know, can't blame that, that kid. You know, yeah, there wasn't much more he could do. He hit it straight and as hard as he could. And everyone watching that game is so aware that they can run that kick back. I, oh yeah, I, I, right away. I'm like, oh, it would be so good if they ran this back. <laughs> And it happened. And it totally happened. <laughs> and like just the crowd just rushing the field. And and I love how, you know, they they the camera crew were so good. Like like the producers of uh of that game, the Iron Bowl, uh were amazing by picking out some of the best faces of the Alabama fans. Like the one kid was crying and like these students like with gaping mouths and their hands on their faces like they couldn't believe what just happened. And behind this, you know, kid crying are these crazy Auburn fans who are just intoxicated and going crazy. <laughs> See now that is so telling about a fan base. The shock. Oh yeah. Because I've had that happen to me so many times sure. as a Bills fan. I'm expecting the opposite. I'm expecting them to run back the kick. And when they do, 
I just throw my hands up. I'm like, I knew that was going to fucking happen. And so they're oh, used yeah. to winning. And so they haven't had those huge disappointments, which I just accept as part of life. And I assume will happen and hope for the opposite. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It was crazy. Should we, since we're talking about football, should we just kind of might as well jump in? Do you have anything else? Anything else going on in your world? Oh, very little. Very little. It is a, a big day for both of us. I know you're a fan as well. Lone Ranger on Baby Blue today. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> I liked it. I hey. don't know what the rest of you guys, or you liked it. I love it. Yeah. Disney Rewards, $8 coupon. You can get it for like 16 bucks. Baby Blue. Dynamite wow. deal. That is a pretty good deal. Oh, yeah. I, I enjoyed the Ranger. It was very lonesome. I felt lonesome for liking it. Yeah. I had a Lone Ranger for the Lone Ranger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I take it uh, the other two guys on the uh, the other podcast. Uh, Jay didn't mind it, Sean. He just hops onto these critic bandwagons like a schlub. He was dissing it from day one. He does Didn't do even that. give it a chance. Yeah. he. Uh, Hopefully he'll revisit it this he, week. Uh, he does listen to... Uh, what uh, what the critics say, and then uh, forms his opinion after that. <laughs> so NFL, NFL, those Bills. What are they doing, by the way? We'll we'll, well start these... with, we'll start with the Bills. Here's the thing: like, how many wins do they have? Three, five now. Five now. Yeah. Why were they playing so hard to beat Jacksonville? Exactly. And I this, don't get it. <laughs> neither do I. And as a fan, this glimmer of playoff hope have, has been there the past three or four weeks. Still a chance they can make the playoffs. Not the toughest schedule playing Tampa Bay, who's getting better. This was three or four weeks ago. Yeah, exactly. But you're looking ahead and you're saying, you can still make the playoffs. We haven't been that bad. And then, obviously, blowing the Atlanta game in Toronto, which was just a gut punch. Another one of those gut punches. You were there. No, I wasn't. You didn't go to that one. No. Wow. I I try not to support the Toronto games because they're the worst and they need to go. And if we're going to talk about things, how you could fix your team, the first thing, Toronto game, got to go. Got to go. It's the worst. It's not even a home game. They barely even, they didn't even sell out this game. Well, no, and it's definitely, and especially in and the it's winter. A small, it's a smaller stadium, too. So it's, I economically, it's probably TV deal stuff that makes it lucrative for them. But from just a tickets perspective, I, I don't get it. Obviously, I don't know. They the, Wait, so the they details. played Atlanta. Yeah. Right? So they took one of Buffalo's home games in the winter and put Against it Against one into, of the best dome team offense. Yeah, into an indoor stadium. Yeah. Like, so, that's, that's not fair. Exactly. And I'm sure the players, well, they've made it known that they're not crazy about it either. If they're going to do one, it should be like the second or third game of the season. See, the problem is, the reason why they don't do that is... Ticket sales drop off for the winter games because people don't want to go in the cold, especially if the team is bad. So they try to stockpile games when it's still relatively nice out in September and October, which I do kind of appreciate as a season ticket holder. It's good to know the weather's going to be reasonably nice uh, and not a blizzard and dangerous to get there and whatnot. But it works both ways. It would be nice if maybe you did that against a team that wasn't, a potent offense indoors. Well, yeah. I mean, like you have a team that is accustomed to playing in the cold. So like that is one of their advantages, you know, like if they're going to do that, like give them a game against the jets in Toronto, you know, where there really isn't any advantage. And sometimes they do. And I guess this game really is about money essentially. So the Falcons were supposed to be good this year. Yeah. Turned out to be a huge turd. 
with yeah, some injuries. And there's, so there's quite a few issues, that, that yeah. backfired anyway. The idea that that te- Atlanta team would be a big draw in Toronto but wasn't. They didn't even come close to selling out. So Yeah, but yeah, and then I'm I'm watching um uh, or I'm got my eye on on the game on Sunday and I just don't understand why the Bills were playing so hard to to beat Jacksonville. I mean, they Jacksonville is one of the teams that they're battling with for a lower pick. And there's some good players this coming draft. Yeah, it's obviously coaches, coordinators, people fighting for jobs trying to Show you don't know what the mentality is in the organism. If it's come down from the top, lose or win, that's their direction. I'm sure no one likes to lose on purpose. So as a fan, you don't even care if you see a loss, but it's just one of those weird situations where you can't really control anything and you know they're going to win. I watched, I knew they were going to win that game. Oh, yeah. For, as soon as I knew they were eliminated from the playoffs, essentially, I knew they were going to win that game. So what's going to happen next week? Are you guys going to screw me? Oh, I might screw you. <laughs> uh, I still haven't decided if I'm going to that game yet. Right. But uh, I think the Bills will win. So are you uh, Are you upset that the uh, the Dolphins are holding on to the sixth spot? No, I, I don't. I or don't actually, mi- they're not. Baltimore is now back in that sixth spot. Yeah, I, I don't mind them. They're interesting to watch. When I watch Dolphins games, the announcers are constantly building up Tannehill. It's a good quarterback. I, do, I don't see it yet. I, I really did not don't see it. He's had some really stinker games this year too, and I mean really bad. Well, the the whole team has had stinker. Sure. I mean, like look at look at what he has led the team to overcome this season. Like probably the biggest sports story in North America this year. Yeah, I I don't think he's bad by any means. I'm not saying he's a bad player, but I still feel that they might be bumping him up a bit higher. Just part of the hype machine of the NFL. <laughs> We'll see. I don't uh, think there's a lot of hype toward the Miami Dolphins. Uh, there is. There's any t- game that's on TV, it, it, these broadcasters are trying to build up whoever they can. Market the NFL, build up names, franchises, do whatever they can. And they're kind of, it's all one big symbiotic relationship. Make the product as uh, not endearing, but attractive as possible get people involved in storylines. So they have to find something to talk about. I'm fine with that. But the thing they tend to say more than not is he's close to being an elite quarterback, which I don't think he's there yet. Fair enough. He could be next year. Mike Wallace, he is really disappointing. I had him on my fantasy team. He drops a lot of balls. He does. A ton. Yeah. Not as many (laughs) as uh, Danny Amendola. True. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I... They're, they're not bad. I don't hate the Dolphins by any means. You in you're term, supposed it, to, though, aren't you? Yeah, but in, in terms of the AFC East, I obviously I'm they're against the Bills. Right. If it was any chance that the Bills could make the playoffs, I'd be rooting heavily against any of these teams. Well, sure. But the ranking goes, I hate the Patriots the most, Jets the next most, Miami next. So it's it's the division teams are the one. Like, are you just saying the division or no, in, in all No, in that football? division, that's where I, okay. the hatred ranks. Where, where do the, where enemy do the Patriots rank in your hatred of in all of football? Oh, number one, number one. Yeah. So, like, they have. I mean, they have had the benefit of some questionable officiating, and they'll be the first to say they've been uh, hurt by that too. With the once, once, once. Um, Tom Brady, he might be pretty good though. 
I see him, especially in that – I can't – was it the Jets game where they got the bad call? This is why I hate Tom Brady. He is always yelling, yelling at his players, yelling at officials, whining about flags. Wait, and, and did, then, you, did you say Tom Brady or did you say Kobe Bryant? Because he pretty much said the exact same thing about Kobe. <laughs> More so Brady. He's gotten really bad with that, his whining attitude. And I will see him do that, and then he will throw – Three terrible passes, very unbrady-like passes. I still think he's really good. I don't think he's as good as he once was. And you, well, and it's tough at, to say because obviously his receiving core is depleted, right? You don't know what no, Brady but, would be with a, a bunch of great receivers. So, well, I mean, like if if they didn't let Walker go, if uh, if Hernandez wasn't a murderer, mm-hmm. and uh, and if Gronkowski could, you know, maybe stay healthy, they'd. They probably would only have one loss this year. Yeah, they, some games could have gone the other way, too. Very easily. They should have lost against New Orleans. They very easily could have lost against the Bills in the first game. They're just, like, the craziest things, like that onside oh, kick. Oh, Cleveland, they should have lost for sure. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. Like, 61 seconds. I like, hate this team. They, it, they, Everything great always happens. Yeah, to them. It, it's true. It really... You know, and I was... I was I'm watching that game. You know, the Dolphins had already won their game, and I was like, "Oh, they're going to close the gap with, with the pass." And then this every week after week after week, the Patriots, and it's like, and it is every game in the last two minutes, like that's the game comes down to that. Yeah. So. And more times than not, Brady comes through. Yeah. And half of those times he comes through, it's a pass interference call in the end zone. Just saying. They get that often. <laughs> You know, yeah, or they, roughing the passer call. Yeah, they 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 do protect Tom Brady quite a bit. And the same thing, you know, they protect Peyton Manning as well. But you know, like these are the stars. You know, it it happens in every sport. You know, the best players they do often get the calls. It does yeah. happen. And with the Bills, I think there's been positive signs this year. The defense, there's kind of a bend not break kind of defense who generates turnovers. Can't argue with the results of sacks. I think they're. Definitely in the top three in the league, if not number one. Interceptions, top five. So they're getting those kind of results. Offense, I I just need to see a little more simple, automatic passing plays for them. Everything seems like a struggle when they're passing. They do a lot of fades to the sideline, which never work. That needs to go. And I think they just need one more solid receiver. So you're happy with EJ Manuel? So far, yeah. He can improve for sure. Part of it might be play calling. Like I said, those sideline fades, I've seen it happen over and over again, and I have not seen one completed. Uh, so I just wish they'd focus their offense more with slants, post, middle of the field, and maybe they're just lacking a, a great receiver to open up the field for that kind of stuff. So if, uh... But running game's fine. EJ's getting better. Defense seems good. I think they're finally on the rebound. So if when the draft comes up and if if Buffalo has an opportunity to draft the quarterback from Florida State or the quarterback from Alabama or Johnny Football, like do you want them to pass on those guys and pick a I, receiver or it would totally depend on what else is out there. Right. But I would probably say pass. Yeah. Now, yeah. No Johnny Football for Buffalo? I don't know. I I, pretty I can't say I wouldn't watch. be I wouldn't be intrigued by the idea. Right. But I like EJ so far. All right. That's fair. And uh, Dolphins, you're cool with what's going on? Well, considering 
you know, what's been going on with them this season. Uh, they won four of their last five. Um, they're, you know, technically seventh right now. They're, they're, they've got no offense. They have a really easy schedule their last two games. They've got Buffalo and the Jets, uh, both very winnable games. Yeah. Um, they're battling with uh, Baltimore. Who does Baltimore have left to play? I will check. Uh, New England and Cincinnati. Two tough games. Yeah. It's wide. Like the, the wild card in the AFC is pretty wide open. Yeah, and yeah. the Chargers have Oakland. I almost said Oakville, but the Oakville Raiders, <laughs> and they've got KC. So Miami does have the easiest schedule. Again, no offense. Oh, it's okay. They'll lose, and you'll regret those words. <laughs> <laughs> but I like the whole NFL has just been kind of crazy. The how good the teams are in the NFC when it started off the opposite at the beginning of the season. AFC seemed to be winning every game. Yeah, and now NFC has just been dominating, and if some really good teams or potentially good teams are not going to make the playoffs out there and. A couple of shit boxes are probably going to squeak in in the AFC. Who was your prediction for the Super Bowl? Do you remember? Oh, it's not. We don't need to. <laughs> I think, well, I mean, uh, it was Denver over Atlanta. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Denver can remember. still happen. I said Denver over... San Fran, I think, right? I believe, yeah. I believe that's what I said. Yeah. Not Seattle. I'm pretty sure I said San Fran. And Seattle looks really good. <laughs> yeah, there. Seattle looks... But I just yeah. hate Pete Carroll so much. Yeah, he's just he's just a, a dick, and like I never really had a problem with Pete Carroll until that game against Green Bay last year with the last one with the replacement refs. Yeah, and just the way he celebrated when um, he's a smart football guy, he knew that that was the wrong call. He knew that like it was offensive pass interference and. He knew that that ball was intercepted, but just celebrated like it was the greatest play in the history of football. And there's just something about him that I just can't stand. And I, I want bad things to happen to teams that he coaches. Not to him personally, but uh, you know, I want Seattle to just blow it so badly. Okay. That's all. You never know. Anything can happen. Yeah. Anything, anything can, happen. can happen. I mean, I, I'm still, I think I'm on average with my picks. I'd pick New England and I'd pick Cincinnati and I'd pick Denver and KC to make the playoffs and I'd pick Baltimore to make the playoffs. So I'm pretty close. I, I think we both my, picked three teams from, or no, maybe just my only, two. My only the, bad the pick in the AFC so far is Houston. Yeah, same with me. So, and then uh, I picked Seattle and San Fran, and I picked New Orleans, and I picked, uh, I think, crap, who did I, did we both pick Washington to win the I, NFC? I, I did. Yeah, I think I <laughs> or did too. the NFC East, yeah. Yeah, I think I picked Washington and the Giants yeah, to plus. grab a wild card, and they're both terrible. Yeah, Washington's a fucking disaster. I don't remember who I picked to win the NFC North. It was either Chicago or Green Bay. Yeah, I think I pick Green Bay. I mean, if, if I uh, definitely pick Green Bay because Aaron yeah. Rodgers was supposed to be healthy. Yeah, I mean, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't miss those games, they're probably in first. Yeah, they're only one game behind. Did you watch the, the Cowboys Packers game this past weekend? Uh, yeah, I saw uh, bits of it. I love when bad things happen to the Cowboys. <laughs> 
it was pretty crazy. You know, and, as much as I like their, I know you don't like their uniforms. I like their uniforms. I like their stadium. I like, you know, I like the the whole idea of the Dallas Cowboys. But I just, I know so many Cowboys fans, and uh, it just, it's it's so funny how Tony Romo loses games again. Not always his fault, but people sure do love to blame that guy, mm-hmm. and it's pretty funny. It's very funny. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, so could go anyway, really. If, if Not a lot could, of sure. Uh, Even Denver, I I can't really I could say see them losing very easily. Yeah. Seattle or New Orleans are the biggest sure things. Probably Seattle if they get home home field in the playoffs. So yeah, New Orleans just lost to the Chargers though. Uh Saints. Saints. Or sorry, Rams. Rams. Uh, Rams, 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 that's right. Um so and they should have been able to beat the St. Louis Rams, so Yeah. Who knows? But uh, no, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to. Uh, I I I still think that uh, the Broncos are, have as good a chance as anybody. Old Peyton, he, he doesn't old. have a great record in uh, big games. So no, he does have a Super Bowl ring. So he has one. True, he's won the big game before. That Chicago team was terrible, though. <laughs> that doesn't really matter. Well, it, the AFC is pretty garb, so I could see them. Definitely. Well, like, it doesn't like, seem like much of a challenge unless somehow, I guess, KC muster something up against them in the playoffs and maybe New England, but they are just decimated. I mean, with Payton, injuries. Peyton is running out of time to at least tie his brother in rings because that must be eating at him. Oh, especially when he sees the kind of game Eli had on this well, past Sunday. Yeah. Is, I mean, like, every quarterback has had. Bad years. I mean, uh, you know, Favre, you know, had a, had had terrible years before. Even Peyton has had bad years with interceptions. And yes, there's still two games to go, and Eli already has what twenty twenty five interceptions. It's not great. <laughs> not at all. So I mean, uh, it'd be pretty bad if he got to thirty. That doesn't happen very often. So I'd love it. I'd be very happy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have a problem with Eli. It's the younger brother thing, I think. Don't like him. I, I still think he's going to win a third one at some point. Yeah? Oh, yeah. I don't. I, he's done. Anything can happen. So last uh, last episode we did, was it we did our NBA preview last episode? Absolutely. How are you feeling about that? I'm, Pretty I'm, good, I'm, actually. I'm feeling good about my pick for the Pacers to beat the Spurs in the finals, though. That's not bad. I think I picked Brooklyn to go pretty far. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean... Uh, you can't judge anybody's picks on the Eastern Conference because there are so many bad teams. I mean, it's Indiana and Miami are going to be in the, the conference final. There's no other teams that can beat either one of those teams in a seven-game series. I think Brooklyn. They're getting healthier. They're playing better lately. I could see them doing better. They haven't even won 10 games yet. They'll be doing all right. I, I still think... They've got some injury problems already. Obviously, Derrick Rose getting hurt is a big deal. Cleveland has been... T- every team has been terrible, essentially. Yes. Atlanta's been surprisingly good. Uh, Philly, at least at the beginning, much better than people expected. Toronto seems to fully committed to dumping talent and... And yet they have the eighth seed. But I do love that they now have my boy, Grievous Vasquez, <laughs> who I love. <laughs> And well, how is that guy your boy? Because he was amazing on New Orleans. He <laughs> he's so underrated, and Grievous such a, he's such a big point guard. Just 
plays physical, is not selfish, great underrated player, and I wish New Orleans still had him. But my team has actually done very well, considering they should have beat the Pacers the first game of the season, got fucked in the ass by the refs. Yeah. And uh, But you look at the games they've lost, they've been to whatever turning out to be the best teams in the NBA this year. So being 500 right now with Anthony Davis, Hurt, and lots of injuries. Ryan Anderson has it's been amazing. Yes. Just awesome. So I think I may just have to buy League Pass after. Uh, you are, you are going to do it? Well, part of me doesn't want to because I'm afraid I'll jinx them if right. I start watching. But I really need to go to New Orleans. And I'm glad I didn't go for the home opener because last week for the Pistons game, there was a tweet that said you could have had courtside seats for $40. Wow. So I need to find a run of shitty teams during the week. Yes. And try to get some cheap, cheap courtside seats because that would be incredible. I don't remember if I, I told you this, but my, my friend Allison went to New Orleans. You were mentioning right. someone was going, yeah. And uh, I said, hey, you know, do me a favor. When you're down there, grab me some sort of a, a, a Pelicans thing. And <laughs> first of all, she looked at me like I was crazy, like Pelicans. And I'm like, no, no, it's, no it's, the, it's the basketball team name. Like, you know, just like a keychain or something. And uh, she came back and she said, there was nothing. Like, nobody is talking about the New Orleans Pe- Pelicans. So, yeah, there was nothing there. There was nothing. She... Uh, like was even asking about stuff and like there's no talk about the New Orleans Pelicans. They didn't have anything anywhere. It's crazy. Yeah, that kind of is one of my concerns. If I go down there, I want to buy a lot of stuff and I don't think I'm going to be able to. I mean, other than going to the stadium. Yeah. I mean, obviously she didn't go to the team store or anything yeah. like that, but uh, which I didn't ask her to do, but like I just I found that really surprising. I thought you could pretty much go into any like gift shop or somewhere down in Well, all those stores on Bourbon Street have beads with yeah. all teams on them and everything. The, you know, somewhere in the French Quarter and just and find something, you know, yeah. like a pelican with a jersey on or something. Nothing. It was like that when I went for the the Hornets too. They just don't seem to care and it really bothers me. Move the Pelicans to Welland. The Wellen, the Wellicans, the Wellicans, which is <laughs> my my basketball team. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, well, I know you said that, uh, and, you're, and you're... they're getting the All Star game too this year. Which they is, are. There should be a little hype around this team. They're playing pretty well. Yeah, five hundred without their star. You know who else was five hundred without their star? The Los Angeles Lakers. The Los Angeles and Lakers now they're under five hundred with their star. Well, you, the guy just came back from an Achilles. <laughs> you don't expect him to light it up, and like he's. He's had one decent game out of five. It's going to take him a couple of weeks. I'm not too concerned about it. So why not just wait to come back then if you're not ready? Well, I think he's ready. He just you know needs to. No, he's greedy. He wants points to beat records. That's all. Huh? He's to he's the detriment to of his back. own team. He's not, but first of all, <laughs> they're not going to get anywhere anyway, whether he plays or not. I mean, even if they had a 500 season, that's not a playoff team, and it doesn't do them any good. So might as well bring back Kobe. I mean. I mean, he's worth so much to that team. You know, signed a, a nice two-year extension. That will paralyze the team salary cap-wise for the next two years. Yeah, but there's, there's, there's over the next two years, though, there is nobody out there. I mean, LeBron is not coming to the Los Angeles Lakers. If anything, that's an indication that, well, that you said he was, first of all. Second, 
that's clearly an indication well, I mean, obviously, that the Lakers can no longer buy the teams like they once but could. But they are going to. Well, we'll see. That when that the year that contract runs out, there's a couple of guys in Oklahoma City who are going to be ready to get the hell out of OKC. There's a there's a fellow uh, playing up in Minnesota who uh, is ready to leave and who is also best friends with Russell Westbrook. They're all gonna come to the Los a Angeles lot, Lakers. A lot can change in two years. Yeah, but uh, just you know, just play it out. Play out uh, the last thing, you know, if they got to trade a couple of players to get a couple of assets, you know, if they got to trade Gasol, if they got to trade, you know, I mean, I want to say they'd be able to talk the Raptors into taking on Steve Nash, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think their GM's too smart for that. No one is taking Steve Nash. Yeah. so They're done. I love it. But, but, I mean, it's only a couple of years till they – they set the world on fire again and win another championship. It, Kobe sixth, and it's going to be great because he'll probably win his sixth championship ring the same year he breaks Kareem's scoring record. It's possible, or he could rupture his Achilles and end his career <laughs> by coming back too early. We just don't know yet. That's the beauty of sports. I I can hope for that. You can hope for your dream. We gotta if. Uh, not if, but when they erect the bronze statue of Kobe outside of the Staples Center, we we should probably take a trip to Los Angeles for the unveiling of it, of the Black Mamba. If the Pelicans are playing in Los Angeles, maybe we could. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you you want to get your picture taken next to the statue? I'm sure. Defacing <laughs> it. That is, there are a lot of good potential. I'd have to see the pose of the the statue. It's probably his classic. Dribble drive. Probably Wait, holding like, all, probably holding all of his championships and all of his MVPs and and Or his know. pose over the bed in Denver. Oh yeah. Just ass- assaulting a poor girl. Well, uh, you know, uh, I mean he asked if uh she enjoyed anal and she's changed her mind. Okay. Right? I think that's the story that came I, out. Yeah, right? I don't know. I just he was not I uh, love to dig up the past for no reason. Well, it's he, fun. He was there. Were, there were no charges, right? He was acquitted. There were there was nothing. There wasn't even there wasn't even a trial. Was there a trial? No, no there was a cash settlement. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So <laughs> some some people make up stories, and he did to try to get some money and buy his wife a two million dollar ring to say I'm sorry. Well, he has a very lovely wife, <laughs> and they wanted to have a great future together. And there was just a little misunderstanding with some girl in Denver. You know, it's a shame that these things happen. Poor Kobe. Yeah. I mean. So many bad things happen to such a great guy. <laughs> oh, this season has the potential to be so good. And the Western Conference race, it would, oh, yeah. it would be interesting if the Lakers are in it. Ima- imagine this. End of the season, Pelicans, Lakers fighting out for that eight spot. That would be very Maybe exciting. That could be very noteworthy, especially if they play each other. I'd have to check the schedule. Yeah, yeah. Well, NBA I mean, is good. I, I depending am... on the outcome of that game, we might not speak for a while. <laughs> oh, I, I'm sure I'll win. So I think we can talk. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> you know, Kobe's just gonna save up for. He's gonna have his one great game. But I would, I would never project bad feelings about the Lakers onto you. No, that I can make that promise to you. Yeah. <laughs> and. It would remind me a lot, if that was the case, the one great game of when the Hornets made the playoffs as the four seed 
and played the Bulls, and Michael Jordan decided to come back for the playoffs that yeah. year just to fuck the Hornets. It was great. Uh, you probably love that. <laughs> it was so awesome. You got to see Michael Jordan play. Thanks, Michael Jordan. Why don't you? And they, I don't. They didn't even win that year. They just came, he just came back to fuck the Hornets. Was that, and then he won was three. Houston, the, Houston won that year. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And then he won the next three. Oh, what a guy! Yeah, he's he's a. <laughs> he just he cares so much about the NBA <laughs> and the Bulls. So, what, like, do you? What do you think was the reason he left? Oh, the, the gambling thing, or the, like that's the untold story, right? That yeah. He was, I don't even know. Suspended if I, for gambling. I honestly, I don't know if I believe it. It seems like he loved basketball too much, though. It seems like something fishy is going on to leave for that brief time and then decide your passion is back. Yeah. Just who knows? Who cares? If he had I'm actually, glad he left, though, because it tainted his own legs. If he had succeeded in baseball, would he have still gone back? Probably not. Like if he had made the White Sox It's roster? tough. It would probably be more if... He, I think they both could have coexisted at that point, right? Yeah. Based on the seasons, or there's some potential for that. But I think he would have to be just in his mindset. The if he saw the potential for him to be one of the best baseball players, he might have stayed. If he was getting better and better to be an average baseball player, I don't know if that would have. Right. I think it was more about him proving he could do it because his relationship with his dad or whatever, wanting to try that and. I think if he just would have made uh, Major League Baseball, he would have thought, okay, I've accomplished my goal. And we'd have one less 30 for 30 to watch. Yeah. But uh, overall, uh, a pretty uh, decent and surprising first uh, third, I guess, of the uh, NBA season. Yeah. I unfortunately haven't been to any games yet. So Pelicans played the Raptors February 10th or 12th. So. Do you often go to Raptors games? Uh, I go to one or two. I always go to the New Orleans game. Right. And then sometimes one or two others. I used to go to a lot more in high school. I just I just think the environment sucks. Yeah, it's it's great for the playoffs. Like any playoff games I've been to have been amazing, but other games it's and whenever the the New Orleans Pelicans or Hornets play, they always schedule it for an afternoon on a Sunday. And it's family day. Oh. And it's all kids. It sucks. And then that drive home is terrible. Yeah. But the only good news is I can usually scalp really good tickets for cheaper. But And annoy moms, which happens a lot. <laughs> a one annoying one moms? No, I annoy. Well, I start cheering a lot. I don't swear. I don't do anything that would offend anyone. I just cheer loud. And I cheer against the Raptors. And I remember one year, the mom in front of us, who didn't even pay for her seats, by the way. She worked for the company, found a pair of empty seats, and brought her kids up to sit in them with her. She didn't have tickets. How do you know this? Because I, well, I know. She had her staff pass on that day. Oh, I see. So, and she, I was just cheering, going crazy, dressed in full Hornets regalia. And Were they winning? Well, they were losing. They were down by six with 30 seconds left. Came back. I might have told this before, but came back, tied it, went to overtime. We're losing by six with 30 seconds in the first overtime, tied it, and won in double overtime. And we were just – because she kept looking back at me and my friend because, I don't know, we were just what, clapping you, and applauding. I wasn't, like, drunk or anything. I was driving. 
was just cheering, waving a little flag. <laughs> you have a friend that's a no, Hornets fan? He just went with me. He got the tickets. And oh, that's what I, I to go. see. And then because this mom was such a bitch, he ended up cheering for the Hornets, too, just to piss her off. So. And she just kept looking at you? Yeah, she's like, uh, I don't know if she thought we were scaring her son or something. Your son's a pussy. Man up. You're at a basketball she game. She asked you to stop cheering? No, she's just like, if you guys hit me, I'm going to lose it or something. We didn't even come close to touching her. She's just... On the podcast lately, we get a lot into mom mentality. I'm I'm against the mom mentality. <laughs> right. This was one of my first first encounters with a disgusting mom mentality. She has free seats. I'm a paying customer. She's telling me I can't cheer or do anything. And then it was just the most gratifying sports experience of my life to have the Pelicans or sorry the Hornets win in double overtime. Chris Paul's first ever tri- ever triple double was there was probably. He needed double overtime to get a no. He got double? it. He got it in regulation. Oh, okay. But it was probably my favorite live sporting moment. I'd have to say. Wow. And that's not very good either. No. <laughs> a double overtime win over the Raptors <laughs> in the regular season. But I'll take it. It was good. It's all right. We showed that, Mom. But uh, what are the big surprises so far in the uh, so? In the Obviously, East being a shitbox. Yeah, huge not shitbox. A, not a surprise necessarily, but disappointment. Derek Rose's injury. Big surprise, Portland being I didn't, awesome. I didn't even have them in the top eight, I'm pretty sure, in our preview. And pretty much every team except for two in the West being pretty good and competing. Yeah. Sacramento and Utah are terrible. Yeah. But other than that, it's really compelling basketball out there. They're rigging for Wiggins, they say, right? Yeah. I've watched a, f- a few of the televised games, and uh, they've been half and half. Some have been really close, came down the last shot. Others have been real blowouts. I- I'm I'm kind of the case. I think the Rockets are better than people think they are right now. I don't think they're that bad. People seem to think they don't have a chance, but once they trade Ashik, I think they're going to be really good. Golden State, they're good. I'm not super crazy about them either. They can have some real droughts, and when they beat Dallas the other week, they probably should have lost that game. Yeah. That they got kind of lucky towards the end, and I don't know. I, I, I can't even blame the refs in that one. It wasn't a ref uh, fixed job, just getting a little lucky towards the end. But, yeah, it's it's been really good. I really think I do need to get League Pass now. I'm hoping there's some sales around Christmas, a discount, and I'll I'll pick that up. See, I, I mean, I, I see the benefit of a league pass uh, here in Canada because, you know, you don't get – there just aren't a lot of televised games. But for Sunday Ticket, the NFL one, like because of the the, the different – like the time shifting and, and all the different – because like a lot of the NFL games are, are played on CTV here in, in Canada. And uh, so we can watch the games and all the different – time zone. So there's usually like five or six different one o'clock games in the afternoon on for free. Yeah. There, I, I usually get a seven game variety on any Sunday. Oh yeah. And then with new hockey deals with Bell and stuff like that, there's tons of, it's going to be everywhere or so. Rogers, but I know Bell had exclusive rights to the Sabres and some other teams. So in Canada, hockey is number one. So there's tons of games on TV anyway. So league pass is the one thing that it's one of the cheaper options and it's worth it, I'd say. 
especially for the second half for when you know what games matter. The first half, it's a little inconsequential. Like I I would I would get it, but the problem is that half of the games of my favorite team or probably more than half of them. I mean, I'm usually asleep by 9:30. True. And so unless they're playing teams in the east on the road, and if you like there's a chance that the Lakers are going to have televised games too. Where the Pelicans, there's a pretty good chance a small fraction of their games are going to be on national TV. Yeah. So you're pretty sure you're going to get every one of those games on League Pass. I think uh, it's going to take a couple more years of Anthony Davis before. Oh yeah, they're not before New Orleans becomes like a, a regular television staple. Yeah, and they got even just team wise, they got to shift some talent around. <clears throat> a little too clogged in the backcourt, but it's actually worked a bit a bit better than I thought it would. And injuries have helped give guys chances to step up and shift around and get more minutes for like uh, Ryan Anderson. He was starting a bunch of games and. I don't know. I'm happy. It's very happy. Same thing with the Lakers. You know, Xavier Henry. You know, he's playing great. Yeah. But he wouldn't have had all these opportunities if it wasn't for all the injuries. And now he can't play anymore because Kobe's back. Because Kobe's back. But the other game that was amazing. Black Mamba! For the Pelicans was they won in Chicago triple overtime. It was insane that they gutted that out. The Lakers and and, uh, Pelicans have played this year, right? Yes. Twice? Once. I think twice, actually. And the Lakers I think they win sp- both? I think they split. They, they split, yeah. So then I think New Orleans either. won the first one. Yeah. Which And I didn't get a text from you, so I was surprised, which is why <laughs> I didn't text you when yeah. the Lakers won. Because so. I think they pretty much piss-pumped the Lakers that night. Yeah, I think so. It was uh, <laughs> depressing. So we're going to do something new this episode. We have a review. Now, we I had, uh, I had posed a question to Frank about... Let's try to review uh, a a Christmas themed sports movie, and I racked my brain and couldn't come up with anything other than Rocky Four. And and Frank, you couldn't come up with anything yourself either. Yeah, I didn't try that hard because this other thing popped into my head pretty quick. But, uh, but since we had both uh, participated in the 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 Rocky Four review as part of the the Film Junk Premium podcast we kind of talked about rocky forward to death so but then frank you had this great idea of reviewing uh a national film board of canada animated <laughs> uh cartoon which is an adaption of uh, uh a legendary canadian children's book i knew basically what it was about obviously my recollection was a bit foggy because first of all there's nothing to do with christmas <laughs> No, it doesn't. It but it do does have. But it is set in the winter, and it's about getting gifts. But anyway, so we we both watched the National Film Board's uh, presentation of the hockey sweater, which was written by Rock Carrier. And I will post a link to a YouTube video in yes. the show notes, and uh, he narrates uh, uh, as well. Now, basically, the story of the hockey sweater is this: it's set in the 1940s in a small town. In the, in the province of Quebec in Canada, where in the 40s, there really were only two things that mattered, church and the Montreal Canadiens. And uh, you really had no other option but to pay attention to both of those things. And so this is a story about a little boy who talks about growing up uh, in the 40s being a Montreal Canadiens fan 
and Saturday night gathering around the radio, listening to the games, and then Sunday morning going to church. And so he always uh, wears his Montreal Canadiens jersey or sweater, and uh, and his idol is Maurice the Rocket Richard. And I highly recommend that you watch the film The Rocket as well if you want to learn about Rocket Richard. So uh, this is the story. He's an idol of Maurice Richard, and you know they they dress the same as the Rocket. They tie their skates the same. They tape their sticks the same. And uh, as he grows up, his Montreal Canadian sweater becomes old and it's too small. So his uh, his uh, his French Canadian mother, um, who uh, doesn't speak any English, contacts Eaton's. And uh, I'm just going to give like a bit of a rundown yeah. of what the movie. Then we'll talk about it. Um, Context Eaton's, which was is a big was was a big department store chain in Canada, and uh, sent some money and uh, for a new Canadian's sweater. So the, the package comes, and this little boy. And this is a true story, and uh, he opens it up, and it's a Toronto Maple Leafs sweater. Now, I can tell you how horrified that I would be getting that present but just think about you know and again in the 1940s when the only thing that mattered was the montreal canadians getting a leaf sweater so this kid is now has to wear this sweater and he's mocked by his friends and he's not played by his hockey coach and uh and the minister at the church admonishes him for for wearing this sweater and the referee gives him a penalty for wearing a maple leaf sweater and everything is not fair so he's told to go to the church and ask God for forgiveness. And so what he does is goes to the church and prays to God and asks for 100 million moths to come down and eat that Toronto Maple Leaf sweater. And as a kid and as an adult, I'm telling you, it's the greatest story ever told. <laughs> well, as I said, my recollection of this story was a little fuzzy. Did I give? Did I sum it up properly? Yes, absolutely. I think <laughs> your summary may have been longer. Than the, it's a 10-minute short. So maybe I spoke a little bit longer no, that's than fine. 10 minutes. I'm just joking. But the uh, – <laughs> the, the, the sm- I always think of a children's story and I always think there's a message, something yeah. to learn. And for some reason I thought – and they hinted this a bit. The message is to try things before you d- immediately dislike them. Right. To learn to accept things. Right. Maybe an ugly duckling kind of vibe. Sure. He learns to love the Maple Leafs. I, I couldn't remember how yeah. it ends. The yeah. story ends with him asking for moths to destroy the jersey. No lesson is learned. No lesson. <laughs> it's the most. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Ridiculous story ever. That it's actually a children's story and, and beloved, it's so popular. a beloved children's story. And the way no- the animation is great, by the way. I I've- it it fits so well with the the, the time period that it's supposed to be in. I like where they're transforming into Maurice Richard. Oh, yeah. When, at the end, when Maurice Richard pops out of his thought bubble. And shakes, and shakes his hand his- for <laughs> praying to God to destroy the leaf sweater. I think my, my actual uh, favorite part of that is when uh, when his mother is saying, you know, just, just try it on. And you don't even know if you're going to like it before you even know if it fits or not. And. No, you can wear it. It's not a big deal. And while he's saying this, there's a thought bubble, and Maurice Richard is in the thought <laughs> bubble, and he's looking at the mother like she's a crazy person, and you know he's agreeing with the kid, and it's just it's the m- most ridiculous and hilarious. Now, 
um, story. I wasn't around in 1946 or 47 when Neither it was takes I. place. So this might be – I can't say whether this is part of the mom mentality or not. But the mom just writes a letter saying, I want this sweater. Here's three bucks. Send me back some chicken. Yes, that's right. A little and presumptuous. Then, and not only does that, but uh, uh, she doesn't like send the letter to Eaton's department store. She <laughs> sends the letter to Mr. Eaton. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. And I, I, I kind of like it in a way. I kind of like the weird deadpan ending. Oh, yeah. Story. Uh, I could do without the heavy French accent narration. Well, it's the author. I know. It's his actual he voice. He should have contracted someone else. Out. No, it's, I think it's great. I think it makes it, you know. It's not the sexiest of accents. But I, I think I, the way when it. he's describing, you know, how his mother <laughs> wrote the hair. letter, <laughs> you know, and uh, just the way he's describing how his mother wrote the letter, and uh, I, I think it just, it fits. And uh, I don't know. It, it makes me happy. I I I, I watched that thing so many times. I, I and it's great that it's on YouTube, you know. And I you know I used to read the story all the time. And I did like when I was a little kid. I did like book reports on the story. And it's like my favorite children's story. Like growing up, that was my favorite thing. You know, some people liked Doctor Seuss. Some people liked Richard Scarry. Some people liked uh who's the crazy guy from burlington that has a robert one? munch robert munch yeah <laughs> now i have a quick question sure was the original story called the hockey sweater yes. or is it called the sweater um because this i believe it might be called the sweater okay like the the cartoons called the sweater so i for some yeah. reason I, it's just so weird to me i remember them reading us this story in yeah. elementary school how could a teacher read that story and see the worth to a group of children i don't know it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, he does. He doesn't learn to like. Like he puts the sweater on and he's bullied and he's mistreated and he's and you know just everybody thinks so poorly of this little kid for wearing this ugly, ugly blue and white hockey sweater. Yeah, there's no. They don't learn. Their yeah. bigotry does not evaporate. No, no or nobody learns become, any lessons. No, he just and there's no real resolution. He just. Praise that moths destroy the yeah. sweater, and that's the end. I think he probably just left it in the church at the end anyway. Maybe. You know, he's just he's hoping God will come through and see the injustice that has happened. Yeah, it's a bit of a downer. It depends. If you're a Canadians fan, it's, it's probably the, the best ending ever. ever. That's yeah. what it is. So, I don't know. Should we give it a star rating? Uh, do we do it out of four? Yeah, out of four. Or should should we, as the Ball Junk podcast, decide to do a proper rating and do it out of five? I thought you were going to say out of two. <laughs> for two balls. <laughs> I never thought about that. Uh, let's do two. What, what do you give it out of two? Well, uh, a, a very, very high rotund two. All right. I'll give it a, a light one and a half oh, oh. balls. Why? Why Why did, they, did you lose a half a ball? Uh, I almost dropped it to one ball. Oh, my God. It is... It's not the story. I, again, I'm not crazy about the narration. And again, just nothing learned for a non. That's why it's great. From your perspective, I cannot disagree. You know what the kid learns? He learns that the Montreal Canadiens Canadians are great and the Toronto Maple Leafs are bad. Good versus evil. 
and in the end, good triumphs. I I don't know. I think uh, it's not sending the right message to the children of Montreal. You should be accepting people for the who message they are, is not what sweater they wear. No, the message is make Maurice Richard happy, and that's what this kid does. <laughs> Fair enough. That's and that's what happens at the end. The rocket is happy. Canadian content. You got to love it. Absolutely. That's that's why we do this stuff. So that was our very first uh, review. You know, if the uh if you guys like the review, let us know. You can uh, you can, you know, send me a tweet we at the Gasman Lives. Uh, Niagara f- or <laughs> National Film Board of Canada. That's right. Movies, the Log Riders Waltz. <laughs> uh, there's there's a few. So if you like it, yeah, if you want us to do more reviews, if maybe you want us to actually do a proper sports movie, but uh you know, send me a tweet at the Gas Man Lives, or send a message to Frank at Dirty Frank Three R's in Dirty, or of course, uh, the best way to do it is email us. Throw an email. Throw an email. How about send an email? Sure. Throw and send an email. Ball junk podcast. It is a sports podcast. Throw might throw be. is good. Throw uh, pass punt and, and, <laughs> uh, at gmail dot com and uh, send us your uh, ideas for future reviews. So, so I'm pretty happy with that review. I liked it a lot, actually. It was fun revisiting. I, I had no clue what I was getting into, and I'm, I'm actually happy at how it turned. It was out. a great idea, yeah. and I, I I'm appreciative of that. We also thought that since it is the holiday season, and uh, you know, there's a lot of Gift giving that's going to happen next Wednesday for anybody that celebrates Christmas. And uh, so we thought we'd uh, discuss some gifts that we've uh, received over the years that are sports-themed. Usually sports-themed gifts that are terrible like what's in this movie. This kid got a Leafs jersey. That's a terrible, terrible gift. So Frank and I decided we're going to talk about some of the sports themes gifts we've received as presents, which in turn were probably terrible. See, mine weren't terrible. No? No. My parents... I've had some pretty terrible gifts. They know what I like. And at the time, in the heyday of the Charlotte Hornets, they were everywhere. There was tons of merchandise everywhere. So I would always get, usually, a nice, fresh starter jacket of the Hornets, which... (laughs) I used to love. My so you didn't get any terrible. I really didn't. It, oh, it, I have a whole I, list I of terrible always, things. I would either get, uh, not sports related anyway. I got lots of terrible gifts. Well, but, you know that's that's sports related. But uh, stuff, so, like, I would always get a Raiders hat, a Raiders sweatshirt, Hornet stuff. They, my parents knew who I liked, and they were good about finding that stuff for me. So I, 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 I was not there. given that same amount of respect. The one Christmas though, my mom went absolutely bonkers with Hornets paraphernalia and bought <laughs> a garbage can, a rug, a clock, like everything you could possibly find Hornets for my bedroom. Well, I've got tons of great things. Uh, but, uh, you know, I have a vague recollection of uh, of owning a Minnesota Vikings toque as a young boy. <laughs> nice. uh, weird, you know. Uh, I was given uh, when I, again when I was uh, I don't know maybe eight or nine Toronto Maple Leaf pajamas. Oof, uh, you know, terrible. When I was a teenager, I was given this is the worst uh, a poster. Felix Potvin. Nope. Right team, wrong player. 
Wendell Clark. Nope. Uh, must be a little earlier than that then, right? Uh, no, about about the same years, yep. Doug Gilmore? Close. His line mate. I don't know. Former Buffalo Sabre. Dave Andrichuk. <laughs> they had Dave Andrichuk poster. I own one. Nice. I never put it up, but I was given a Dave Andrichuk Toronto Maple Leafs poster as a gift. And... and this wasn't uh, a bad gift in in any way. It was just the weird one of the weirdest ones, and it might have been last year or the year before. And my brother, um, who knows I'm a Habs fan, so he got me and I and he put it in my stocking. And so when I got out, it was it, it was a shaped like a puck, and it had the Habs logo on it, and uh, like same size, like so it looked like an actual hockey puck. Uh, but it was actually boxer shorts, like just squeezed into that tiny little thing. And boy, those things were wrinkly <laughs> when I unpacked it. And it took probably 10 minutes to unfold them. Were they just like a logo pattern across? Yeah. Them, we, I mean, you tired? know, I, I still, I wear them. It's a, it was a nice gift, but what a weird idea, like a weird package. And I, I still don't understand how they got it into such a small package. Because no, I was gonna say something about a small package, but we'll just we'll just move on. Yeah, I'm, I'm above that kind of humor. I unfortunately, I wish I had a bad sports gift to talk about, like a Minnesota Vikings toque, yeah, or a Toronto Maple Leafs pajamas. There's nothing. I I really pushed home hard the idea of what I liked, and they knew what to bring under that Christmas tree. Well, you had a wonderful childhood then. I got some terrible movie gifts <laughs> and some, uh, even in recent years, I got a pointless pop vending machine from my mom. So, you know, like an actual vending machine, a mini vending machine. Does like cans of soda go in it? Yeah. It holds like six cans of soda. Do they, does it keep them cool? Yeah. Do you have to put money in? I don't think so. What? I just don't know why you wouldn't put them in the fridge. But you can have it sitting next to you. It's ugly, though. It's this weird red color. Is it Coca-Cola? No. <laughs> it's nothing. It's nothing? It's I don't even know. I looked at her when I opened that present. I'm like, Are you, uh, what is this? I, uh, I think that's well, an amazing <laughs> gift. Well, see, one man's trash is another man's treasure. That's nice. Did I'll you come up with that right now? What? That... No, no, that's a very common expression. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, next time I'll have to hook up the old vending machine. and Yeah. I don't understand why you don't use that all the time. It's just such an odd shape. I don't even know where I'd put it. What if it was a full-sized one? More useless. Really? Yeah. It just holds so little. You'd have to replace them so often. I, I just don't see the point. What if you got one? Maybe. Okay. Let's say you were in college university. Maybe it makes sense, right? Just a small refrigerated right. thing for your dorm. So what if you got a full-sized one, right? And it was Norlin's Pelicans brand soda. <laughs> it had the logo on the machine and you you had like six options. Of... I'd, pr I'd probably put it down here. Yeah. Yeah. Would you put soda in it? Yeah. But I thought you said it came with soda. Well, well obviously it would, but then you'd... You know, you drink that soda, and you would have to replace it with other soda. Now my dilemma is, where do I get Pelican soda? Well, you would just... Now I have to fly to New Orleans. 
It's yeah. for my, I can get it shipped out. That, or you'd probably have a much better chance of getting Los Angeles Lakers soda. Yeah. It's the taste of winning. <laughs> oh, Pelican soda. <laughs> if anyone out there has any team sodas they'd like to send us, just yeah, email us for our address. That's right. I will accept any kind of team soda, except Maple Leafs. Won't drink it. Probably tastes like shit. It's piss. I'm sure it is. It's warm piss in a can. If that's what you want to drink, go ahead. But I'm not going to do it. Nobody likes warm piss. All right. So let's uh, move on to... We're going to try another segment. Uh, one we haven't done before where we're going to talk about... And this is something that... Uh, um, well, I didn't participate as much in it on the Film Junk podcast. But there was a What We Watched segment you guys do. Well, our, you know, the things you did outside of the main review... Uh, again, I didn't participate in that as much as I should have, but uh, so we're gonna do a little twist, and it's a what we attended. And uh, did you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? I'll go quick. I, yeah. It's not. I went to obviously the last Bills games since the last time we recorded. Yep. Which were actually, I'm trying to remember if had I talked about Bengals Bills last time? Maybe where, where I stood outside and watched it from a TV because as soon as I got out of my seat, the Bills started coming back. And wouldn't leave. No. Nope. And come back to my seat. No, I don't believe you. So I did that. Wow. So, and they almost won. What <clears throat> took it to overtime. So you uh, wouldn't go back to your seat? No. Had, and you I, really are that superstitious. Yeah. I am. And then I went That's to... That's crazy. What was the other game? It was... Oh, the Jets. Where the Bills dominated the Jets. I'm a little foggy because I got absolutely obliterated that game and was <laughs> <laughs> so sick the next day. Oh my God. I was a disaster that game. It's been a while since I've been that drunk and it was ugly, ugly. So yeah, been some really good bills games. And the only other thing I went to actually this past weekend was a Sabres game, Calgary flames at the Buffalo Sabres. Sabres won in overtime. Flames won in overtime. Flames won in overtime. <laughs> and I, it's my first Sabres game this year. And two of the worst teams in the NHL right now. Yeah. And it, the game was extremely indicative of those records. It was one of the worst hockey games I've ever watched. So boring on offense. Just a grinding, sloppy game. Low scoring, obviously. Not fun at all. And we went through a, a bit of a snowstorm there and back to get there. So... All in all, <laughs> a waste of time. Yeah. So I haven't actually asked you, what do you think about uh, the changes in management in Buffalo? I mean, since we talked, you know, they fired their coach, they fired the GM, and uh, I don't know if they fired him. Well, the assistant coach, I think they got rid of too, right? I, don't know. I just know Ted. So Nolan they brought so. back former coach of the year, Ted Nolan, who no longer has to. Work out at the St. Catharines YMCA. Now he has actual <laughs> facilities to use. I think it almost seems like they were just doing something maybe for the fans a bit because they knew they were going to be bad. And-, and new president of hockey operations, former Buffalo Sabres superstar Pat Lafontaine. I do remember one magical season with him and Alexander McGilney. Some of a the worst play-by-play calls oh, ever. Oh, come on now. Awful. And – uh yeah, I, I've, they're shit, obviously. I've barely. They're really bad. And even my diehard 
my friend who's a diehard Sabres fan is kind of once the deal happened with Bell to stop putting a lot of the games on League Pass because they were would have coverage. Him and his dad complained so much. So what? Okay, they got. So they had a phone that, conversation with there? Ted Black. Yeah, the but, owner. But what happened? Like, how did the Sabres games get taken off of League Pass in this area? Because they had rights to show every game with, I think, one of something to do with Bell. I'm not 100 percent sure because I don't have Bell. But that's what he said. So they were being televised locally, so those games don't end up on League Pass. So he's just kind of snapping and locally those games don't end up on League. Yeah, Pass. within some certain radius, I'm right. pretty sure. Or yeah, we're so in, one of your friends had bought League Pass. Oh yeah, he the Sabers every year and watches every game. And then they ended up being free. And so he's snapping. Right. Well, no, he doesn't have Bell. Bro, I see. So he has to either order Bell or do something to get them. And so he's kind of boycotting the Sabres. Most Sabres fans just waiting for guys to get traded and see who we get in the draft, essentially. But like I've always said, I'm not by any means a diehard Sabres fan. They are my favorite team. Right. I check box scores, yada, yada. That's about it. Go to a game here and there. That's fair. I almost pulled the trigger. They were wearing the yellow jersey when I went there Ugh. on Saturday. This close. To buying it. Oh, yeah. If I could just, if I could have found one player that I thought was going to be there for a while and would have made it worthwhile, I would have bought one that day for sure. You know whose new jerseys that uh, um, I'd like so much? Like, I probably would have changed my ranking. Hmm. Um, Have you seen the white away jerseys that the Dallas Stars are wearing? Yeah, with, with the, the with green. the emerald green yeah. on the shoulders and the in the D logo. Sure, those are sharp. It's all right. I really like them. Not bad. They were like the green is almost Minnesota North Stars color green, and they're, they're kind of in the that third jersey Blackhawks style with the the thick, well the solid shoulder pad colors. I like. I do like the solid shoulder pad colors, yeah. and it is a particularly nice shade of green yeah it's a great shade of green and it shows up amazing on hd yeah i was watching the game against the jets last weekend i never seen the jerseys before i really like them if i was a dallas fan i would be pumped with that change of jersey <laughs> and Sagan playing pretty good too yeah I'd, I'd i'm not sure i'd get his name on the jersey though ben eh, i don't know I kind of would want to go old school and then get like a Minnesota North Star. I would player. get. I would. Well, I would get a. I would get Yuri Lettinen for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, my favorite. I do like uh, Trevor Daly, defenseman. He's pretty good. Or I'd go way old school and get like Dirk Graham, or uh, when, <laughs> we're not even speaking Dirk... the same language. No, you don't know. No. Um, uh, and it's not even Dirk Graham. He played for the Blackhawks. It's a different Dirk. It'll come to me later on. All right. But uh, maybe Craig Ludwig had some great shin pads. <laughs> no? Shin pads are not. No, I don't know at all. Don't know Craig Ludwig. But even shin pads have evolved quite a bit. Oh, yes. I remember them being enormous. Oh, yeah. Some of them were like you know, three times the size of your leg. But uh, anyway, so what I attended... Uh, uh, not too much recently, but I, I did go to the... Uh, the Eastern CFL football final between uh, Hamilton, Toronto in uh, in Toronto, and uh, not a lot of Argo support in Toronto, so there were mostly Tiger Cat fans there. Um, I'd say seventy percent Tiger Cats fans. Um, 
you know, at an away game, that's, that's, that's pretty good ratio. Um, yeah, so a bunch of us, uh, went up, uh, early and, uh, did some drinking on the go train, which was nice. Um, and then, uh, what, got, me- what method do you use to conceal? Do you go pop bottle with no, mix in nothing. it? I just, we just opened up beers and drank. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're even, like there's, yeah, again, there were so many people on the train and, um, I just don't think they cared. And, uh, like the, it was, it was, uh, they had a, a deal to go to Toronto that day. It wasn't for the football game. The deal was originally, it was cheap, uh, fair to go to the Toronto Santa Claus parade. Um, but, uh, you know, they obviously couldn't sell a cheap ticket to one person. And that's so they ended up just being cheap for, that and there was also a Raptors game that same afternoon, so the traffic was pretty insane. So it was a good idea to take the train. So, you know, we're at the game and kind of sitting to the side of uh, one of the end zones. And you know, the Tankettes are down two touchdowns uh, at the end of the first half and made a, a a miraculous comeback and just destroyed Toronto in the second half. And uh, you know, punched their ticket to the Grey Cup. It was a great game and. Um, this guy Justin, who we were there with, was wearing one of those, uh, you know, those giant fists that you could put the beer in, yeah, put like can hold a beer in, sure, yeah. And so uh, he turned around to a bunch of Argo fans and pretended to masturbate and sloshed his beer over all of them. So there was almost a, a massive brawl. Um, I was at the opposite end of our, of our seat, so thankfully I wasn't really involved with. It just would have been, you know, there was just some. I think there was just some jersey grabbing and and shirt, oh, it actually did get a little physical. There was some sort of physicality, but nothing, nothing major. How many of you went? Uh, I think there was ten of us. That's pretty good. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's really expensive to get a beer. I mean, I'm I'm sure it's pricey to buy beer at t- uh, Bills games, but uh, not as bad as it was. Toronto. It was, it was terrible. Uh, and a lot of the talk in Toronto for the Toronto people were not about the Argos, but whether Mayor Rob Ford was going to show up, and he certainly did. Have any any thoughts on Mayor Rob Ford? Uh, not a ton. I'm a little forded out. Yeah, I was forded out pretty quick. Yeah, I think I mean, it's pretty damn funny. Yeah, some of it is obviously funny. I don't know enough about Toronto politics to no. say whether he's doing a good job or not. So I couldn't tell you who the mayor of St. Catharines is. Yeah. Do you, is there a Welland mayor? There is. Do you know who it is? I used to. I don't know. Cindy Forrester, I think. Did you just make that up? No. I'm pretty sure that's It's a woman? Name. Yeah. Look the at previous that. one was Damien Goldborn. Before that, it was... What's his name? He lives on Niagara Street. No, I, I could name a whole bunch of old St. Catharines mayors, but I couldn't tell you who the mayor is now. I'm pretty sure it's Cindy Forrester. I could it, be wrong. It could be my counselor for my ward. It... Uh, it might be Cornelius Bennett, as for all I know. I have no idea. It could be Brian Bellows. Um, do you know Brian Bellows? Yeah. Okay. All would be great mares. Yeah. The Biscuit or Bellows <laughs> or Bellows. Uh, the other thing I attended, it's a, you know, a local sport. Uh, I attended a Niagara College uh, volleyball game. Uh, my friend Kaylee is uh, the starting setter on the women's team, so I went and uh, checked out some women's college volleyball, and I enjoyed watching that immensely. Interesting. Yes. They won their game, and I am going again 
at their next home game. But yeah, I mean, where I, do they play I, at the school or is they it... play at Niagara College? Yeah. So like I I I've always liked watching uh, volleyball, and uh, I mean, I knew somebody in the game, so I didn't consider, you know, a thirty eight year old guy going by himself to watching women's college volleyball to be creepy in any way. I kind of do, but I might. Yeah, I can't really judge. I had no problem with it. As long as you know somebody. Did they invite you? Yes. Okay, that's the key. She invited me. Well, I used to play with her all the time. uh, How's your team doing? Are you still playing this year? No, I've retired. You've retired? I've retired from competitive volleyball, yeah. Whoa, that's actually a pretty big revelation. Yeah, yeah. I've been playing for a long time, and I just you know, couldn't – it gets harder and harder to find the right teams to play on, and and uh, you know, then I just decided that you know there was just I think this is a good time to uh, wow yeah to step back and and appreciate the career that I had. Well, my basketball team is complete garbage. Yeah, and we suck. Yeah, the Wellikins are not doing well at all. I'm this sorry year. to hear that. No, it's okay. It's just for fun and exercise. Do you have like? Uh, a seven foot tall center? No, I'm the tallest person on the team. Oh, do you play center? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Why aren't you playing point guard? Uh, I try to sometimes, and it doesn't go well. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's pretty good. How's your defense? I'm not bad. No, no, I'm playing center in a zone, so it's not that hard. Or well, no, but I guess not. It's pretty good. So you play. Uh, NCAA style defense, yeah, zone because we're slow and old, pushing into the thirty over thirty five leagues. Do so. any of the other teams play man to man D or no? They do sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, it, like the team we were playing last week, played man to man, and we were doing really well. Just depends on the team because they weren't that big. But uh, what's switch, your, what's switch your, the zone. What's your record this oh, year? I think we have one win, which was a forfeit victory. Yes, but we actually did pretty good last year. It's just a bunch of new like. Guys who haven't been on the team in a while, coming back. Nobody gives a fuck anyway. We're just having a good time. That's all right. So you ready to take a trip around the world? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Can you hear the the movement of this leather chair I'm sitting in sure. when I shift around? I think when <laughs> it's a, it always happens. I wouldn't worry about it. Oh, does it? Yeah. I shift. Do I shift a lot? I, I haven't don't... noticed it until you mentioned it. Oh, okay. So. I wonder if the listeners notice it. Now they will. It'll be a drinking game for them. <laughs> sure. Every time Greg shifts in the leather chair and they hear the, mm. you know, <laughs> they uh, take a shot. That was a weird sound you just made there. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that. It was, it was very creepy. <laughs> it was intended to be very creepy. Oh, all right. Balls around the world. So uh, you you haven't accepted uh, um, being a fan of footy yet, have you? I don't dislike it. I just... Did not embrace it the way I intended to this year. No, you didn't really do anything, did you? No, I've watched a few games. Oh, yeah? I've watched some World Cup qualifying. Nice. Uh, Who, uh, so what, what are your feelings on the uh, the World Cup uh, oh, groupings? The, oh, I was forced to watch the entire... That was amazing. Yeah? I, it was so bad. It was three hours. The ceremony for drawing the teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The groupings. We watched yeah. the whole thing. Well, how were you forced into watching that? Well, the guy I work with. Wanted to watch it while and, we were working. And who does he cheer for? Well, S- Scotland. They're, they but they're not in it. No. But he just loves soccer. So. Oh, okay. Uh, and it was so bad. The, the musical, the level of musical talent 
It's pretty crazy. It's so low. Yeah. It was truly awful. And uh, the coverage by the non-people associated with the actual event. What's the guy's name? Is it Dick Holland? I, I don't know why I can't remember his name right now. But he was brutal. And all the these the Canadian coverage was equally bad. So it was a painful four hours, but had some nice unintentional comedy. And I knew Croatia was going to have to play Brazil. Right. Opening match. I predicted it. Then that's your background? Yeah. His background is Croatian? Yeah. Apparently, uh, one of the Croatian players was making Nazi salutes. After All right. I, I don't know if that's in your balls around the world no. segment. but uh, was No. My making... background is uh, Italian and English, say, and they're both in the same group. Yeah. So. The group of death. They're we, not actually in the, the group of death. We had an over-under of how many times they'd say group of death in the coverage, and it vastly exceeded those expectations. The group of death is uh, Germany and the USA and Ghana, Portugal and Uruguay. Is it? Or is it Ghana? I think it's Ghana. Ghana? Ghana is the team that keeps knocking the U.S. out. I'm not sure. The last, the last two uh, I could be wrong. If I am, I'm, a, I'm sorry. Well, it's one of those two. Maybe it's Paraguay. I don't know. Anyway, so uh, I'm not the, uh, a big fan of children, right? Right. I, you know, like, uh, do you like I don't children? like moms. You don't like children. That's right. And... Uh, <laughs> You know who else apparently doesn't like children? It's David Beckham. Oh, yeah? He doesn't even like his own children. How so? Well, I got this uh, funny story. Apparently, his son plays football, and uh, and David was there watching the game, and I guess one of the uh, referees wasn't able to make it, so they asked Beckham if he wouldn't mind being one of the referees in this game. And uh, so his his son's team is actually winning uh, by quite a large margin for uh, a football game. And uh, he actually uh, uh, called a penalty uh, against his own son and made his own son cry on the field. Tough love. Yeah, that's real tough love. But it makes me respect David Beckham more. Yeah, it makes it me too. You know, it's like he could have looked the other way because it was his son. You know, but you know, this team was their son's team was winning, and his kid went for a tackle and missed the ball. Did he card him? Or? Took the other player down. No, but he just gave him a penalty. Should have red carded him and thrown him yeah. out. That's the little bastard deserved, I'm sure. No need to cry over that. What was the kid's name? Oh God, his t- his kid's name is Romeo. <laughs> I've just lost respect for David. <laughs> oh yeah, respect right out of the window. Romeo. Romeo. Good God. So uh, you know how a lot of teams do different kinds of uh, promotions to get fans to go to the game. Yeah. You know, sometimes it'll be dollar hot dog or uh, a terrible idea is dollar beers because there'll be lots of alcoholism. And When uh, I went to an Orioles game at Camden Yards, it was uh, oyster mallets. Look at that. <laughs> and like that's what they gave away? Yeah. And did you get one? Yeah, I got one. Does it have an Orioles logo on it? I, they do. You have more than one? No. <laughs> oh! Why did you? Why have you never mentioned that before? I don't know. Oyster mallet giveaway. That's yeah. fantastic. On the same road trip, we also got our uh, Rick Vaughn bobbleheads, too, which oh. were, was amazing in Cleveland. Ricky Vaughn, eh? Nice. Wild thing? Yep. How about that? You had a... 
bobblehead at a Cleveland game? Yep. Wow. It was a great road trip. That's pretty good. So anyway, uh, this uh, uh, a Turkish football club uh, decided to do a, a, a great promotion and uh, did not allow men into their game for one game. It was all women and children only. Because they uh, got in some trouble with uh, uh, some officials that uh, some of the people who were attending their games were swearing too much. So they banned all men for one game and it was just an arena full of women and children. And you and I would have hated that. Yeah, especially if I really wanted to see that game. Yeah. Now, yeah, that's a bad situation for us based on what we've said today. And then on top of that, what was the attendance? Probably terrible. No, still a pretty decent crowd, just judging from this photo. Oh, they picked the right spot for the oh, photo. Oh, I'm sure they <laughs> they did. But uh, not the first time it's happened either uh, in the same uh, league. Uh, free tickets were given to women and children. Just like my the mom in front of me. That's, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Who was making sure that you weren't going to hit her. Um, so we're going to go uh, across... Uh, Back across the uh, Atlantic Ocean for uh, for this story, um, as we get into uh, San Francisco. So they had a, a marathon; it was a Nike marathon, and um, there were uh, uh, concerns about uh, noise level for some of the homes near where the marathon was being held, and so they decided to uh, set up a, a toll free line for people to make uh, complaints. And I guess they wanted to gauge what that noise level complaint ratio was going to be. So they gave out a number, and if you had any issues with the noise, you were prompted to call this number. However, the number they gave out uh, was not, uh, in fact, the the number for this complaint line, but it was actually a phone sex line. Really? Yeah. They, the uh, the three-digit area code, uh, instead of being an 800 number, it was like an 888 number, and they gave out the wrong information. So when people called to complain, they were uh, prompted by uh, um, sexual fantasies and, and things like that on the phone. Do we know what type of sexual hotline? Um, well, I, I don't know. What what kinds are there? I don't know. Well, how often do you call them? I never have. Oh, okay. Um, what a waste of money. I guess. Porn's uh, free. It was just a uh, raunchy sex okay. promises. <laughs> That's pretty what good. it says here in the article. I didn't hear about that one. I'm surprised. Yeah. I thought that was pretty good. Um, do you ever watch cricket? Try not to. No? <laughs> no. <laughs> do you have any idea how to understand the rules or how to understand, but do you understand the rules of cricket? Not well. Not I have a, not, a minimal understanding. And the slightest I've tried, I just I think you really need to get invested in that sport to understand. I guess it kind of applies to any sport. You really need to spend time and be invested to fully understand the rules. There's all kinds of leagues for these uh, all around the world, right? And uh so there were there were two rival teams that had like a big grudge match. And one team was short a player. So this kid's uh, so this dad who plays on the team decided to bring out his 11-year-old son to uh sorry, 6-year-old son to play in uh, in the game and to actually be the lead hitter and the kid scored 24 runs and his dad only scored 15. 6 years old. Really? In a cricket grudge match. 
What league was this? Like this a, a just a two like a village. Like a, oh, okay, league, okay. Like you know, not like a pro league or anything sure, like okay. that. That but, makes a lot of sense. But uh, I think that's pretty crazy. It's pretty good. That uh, now did he know the the I, I don't know what you call the pitcher in cricket, but did he know whatever that is? Maybe he was just, he knew he was terrible and wanted to do it as a complete insult. It's to him potential eventually. <laughs> I mean. I, I don't understand if, if if 24 runs is a lot, but that seems like a lot for a six-year-old in an adult game. It does. Considering his dad only scored 15. What, what country was this in? That's a good question. We're uh, going around the world here, Greg. We kind of know. know what country. Um, God. Well, I could tell you where it is, but I couldn't possibly <laughs> guess the That's country. That's good enough. That's good enough. Um, Aberkarn Cricket Club. Uh, which is near Newport, Gwent. Perfect. Good? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? I'm going to say Wales. Yeah. A lot of weird shit happens in Wales. So somewhere in the UK, I'm sure. And uh, so last uh, week, I last week, last episode, we talked about some weird sports from around the world. And uh, like the bog swimming and then the man versus horse. Was the cheese running of the cheese? And the cheese we talked about uh, as well. Um, how much do you know about toe wrestling? I actually have heard of toe wrestling. You have? I think I have. Have you ever attended the World Toe Wrestling Competition? I have not. Started back in 1976 at a pub in Derbyshire. Again, the UK. What the fuck? It's just a really old. That's they've, true, done every, just, they've done everything. And all this shit happens in bar, uh, pubs and bars. I almost said bubs. Because I wanted to say both words at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe I actually did say bub. Pubs and bars. You think alcohol has anything to do with it? Possibly. Are we going to toe wrestle? Mm. No. we're not. <laughs> especially not when you do it like that. Like make noises. Jesus. So I guess they put their feet flat against each other and interlock their toes. My socks are off. It's funny you should say that. Because... Traditionally, as a courtesy, you take off the shoes and socks of your opponent's feet before oh. the match. Well, I don't know if I want to toe wrestle anymore. Yeah. That kind of bothered me and disturbed me just a little bit. Like, because that seems like you're undressing the foot. Well, it makes sense because you're probably lined up like this and his, your opponent's foot is closer yeah. to you than theirs. I don't know if I want somebody taking off my shoes and socks. So I probably wouldn't want to do any toe wrestling. I guess we'll never toe wrestle. But I mean, like, you interlock the toes and you battle with your feet like that. And you have to, like, pin the opponent's now, do you foot. Use, do you use both feet? Or is it a one? You, you do one foot at a time. Okay. So it's not both feet. Because that's, that's, that's just crazy talk. You can't do both at the same time. Just one. Well, I thought maybe if you had to flip the guy over... Using both your... What is happening? You're flipping people over now and... Jesus. I've got high expectations for toe wrestling. But organizers of this event applied in 1997 to get the sport included in the Olympics. Not accepted. Unfortunately. By the uh, International Olympic Committee. And uh, let's see. Uh, do you want to know the names of some, <laughs> some of the top players in the world? Sure. Uh, Tom... 100M Martin. Is it 100 Mears is his nickname? 100M? I don't know. <laughs> a- 
Paul the Tobinator Beach. That's good. And Alan Nasty Nash, who is the current world champion of toe wrestling. I'm trying to think of what my toe wrestling nickname would be. Pinning is accomplished Frankie, by placing Frankie one to- foot on knuckles? the same foot of the other opponent. What's a toe knuckle? Is there a name for a toe knuckle? What? No, just a knuckle. But do you have knuckles on your toes? I believe are that's the, what they are. So oh, are they? You want to be the knuckler? No, Frankie Toe Knuckles. <laughs> I think you should be Frankie the Knuckler. All right. <laughs> I'm easy. <laughs> we the knuckler. So that's balls around the world, and yeah, I'm a, I'm feeling a little uneasy about the whole toe wrestling thing. I, I kind of wish I didn't did talk about it. You uh, you have a thing against feet. Yeah, don't like. Them. I love the. The look of a foot. Oh, disgusting. Sand People in sandals, just revolting. I love my feet, too. I'm not even going to look at your feet to make a comment on that. I'm just going to ignore the use of I've always that. wanted to be a foot model. Yeah? Yeah. I just, I'm trying not to vomit. There's a little throw up in the back of my throat right now. That's This is what this conversation is. I'm sorry. Into. It's all true, though. If you have any complaints about Frank talking about his foot, send us an email, balljunkpodcast at gmail.com. Or if you'd like pictures of my feet. <laughs> no, do not. <laughs> Just tweet those directly to Frank. Direct message me. Yeah. Send those toe knuckles to, <laughs> to, to, to Frank and just DM them. Because really, nobody else needs to see that stuff. So that's what I had for uh, Balls Around the World this episode. Good good lineup. Yeah, it was pretty good. There's always more than I'd expect. Yeah, you know, and it's like you, like, in just one story, we developed an appreciation for David Beckham and then lost it all by the end of that story. I really wish you weren't trying so hard to get away from toes. Like, <laughs> it felt like you really needed to talk about something else other than toes to bring up. That David Beckham. Like, what else do you need to talk about? Oh, no, no, no. I felt like you were trying to wash the banks of your memory up. Yeah. I'm just going to go home and have a cry probably after this episode and just pretend it all didn't happen. got to think of more ways to get toes in there oh. in future episodes. We could uh, do an interview with Jonathan Toes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that's true. laughs> Too bad his name isn't actually pronounced like that. It's Taves, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Loser. Yes, I know. You got T-O-E in your last name, and they don't pronounce it Toe. It's disappointing. Anyway, sack time! It is sack time. All right, so if you have any questions for us, please, again, email us, balljunkpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to get your feedback, your questions, your ideas now you can send us ideas for uh, uh sports movie reviews or any other kind of review uh maybe you have a dvd of the 2002 toe wrestling championships maybe you want us to watch that uh we won't well frank might i won't but feel free to send that along if you wish all right so uh again you know like some of these emails are a couple weeks old you know, because you know, people listening to episode four, they decided to send us an email. So just bear with me here sure. as we read it along. So we get an email uh, from uh, Edgar Chaput from Montreal. 
Do you pronounce the T if it's French Canadian? I think Chaput? so. In that case, he's probably seen the hockey sweater. Probably loves it. Definitely. He knows what I'm talking about. So Edgar writes, "Hey ballers, the NFL regular season is uh, officially halfway done. So again, this was a couple weeks old. Some NFL teams have found very different ways to win their games and be considered among the elite. The Broncos have a juggernaut offense. The Chiefs have a bone crushing defense." Other teams like the Colts, Niners, Patriots, and Seahawks find all kinds of crazy ways to win games. Even six weeks ago, the Patriots were finding ways to win games. So which teams have impressed you so far? Like, I think the Patriots. I mean, really, they don't have that great of a name lineup. They've got a, a superstar quarterback and a really smart coach. And uh, they're... Clearly, uh, the the best team in the AFC East. Only one team has truly impressed me, and that is the Seattle Seahawks, with Denver mildly impressing me. Yeah. Other well, than that, I'd say it's been a pretty unimpressive. Not that there aren't good teams, but just teams that I look at as being clear cut favorites or dominant teams, I don't see it. No. Fair enough. Uh, he also says, also, how entertaining is a division like the NFC East? Is their collective zany and consistent ineptitude reason enough to find their games fun to watch, or does the entire division just suck balls? Love the show. Keep up the good stuff. Edgar Chaput in Montreal. I, I don't know. I find that division still fun to watch, especially when they play each other. Yeah. And, it's a really bad division. And Philly has gotten a lot better. Yes. Dallas, always entertaining. Very entertaining. So, I mean, maybe not the Giants, but the whole situation. Well, I mean, the Giants, you know, starting off 0-6 and then rattling off four wins in a row, and then now they're inconsistent again, and Eli is, who knows what's going on with Eli. And I'm enjoying the the farce that is the Washington Football Club. Yeah, and on top of that, even though they have a terrible record, the Redskins, they have been knocking on the door, or they would always make potential comebacks in the fourth quarter only to fall short every game. So, And there's turmoil in the Washington football club. Uh, you know, like the, the coach clearly is trying to get himself fired. Yeah. Uh, he's decided to sit his all-star quarterback for the rest of the season. The, the GM and the coach pretty much hate each other. And uh, like he doesn't want to quit because then he gives away like $7 million. Sure. So he wants to try to get fired. I think that's hilarious. And it's no wonder they have three wins. Yes. Three wins. Yeah. RG3. I have always loved him. Would like to see him playing a bit more for the Redskins. It kind of sucks that he's not. If I, my fantasy football team, which I think we have a question about, I almost made the playoffs. I was so close. I lost on a tiebreaker. But RG3 was my starting quarterback. And if I would have gone into the playoffs yeah. and he would have benched him, I would have fucking snapped. You they, probably would have. Shanahan's lucky I didn't make the fantasy playoffs. Because yeah. I had no backup quarterback at that point. Wow. I could feel the potential rage from you. <laughs> but it, it instead it turns into nothing because and I blew my money. They could end up with the second worst record in the NFL. Yep. And they don't have a first round pick. Correct. It's the Rams have mm -hmm. their pick. Yeah. I was the Rams. I'd be laughing. It'd be amazing. Yeah. Crazy. All right, moving on to uh, John DeCarly. So just wanted to write in with a little suggestion for a possible new segment on the show. I'm not saying you guys do this, 
but I hate it on shows like First Take where sportscasters make these proclamations about what's going to happen and yell and scream and call out everyone who disagrees an idiot, then the next day the claim could be totally wrong and they never address it. They just move on to the next topic. I think it would be refreshing to hear a sports show where you follow up on predictions partly as a chance for a public shaming, partly as a chance for a redemption the next time. What say you? Well, we already talked about how yeah, I'm always <laughs> how terrible our NFL predictions were. And, uh, and our NBA predictions are, are bad as well. My one savvy prediction for basketball was predicting Phoenix would be pretty good based on what I'd seen their first few games. And they're doing quite well. Yeah. I mean, uh, again, I predicted uh, the Pacers to win it all. And right now they are the best team. Yeah. I still like Miami better. but Even though the Pacers have beat them. Yeah. All right. I love LeBron. You do love LeBron. He's amazing. How mad would you be if uh, he ended up going to the Lakers? Uh, pretty mad, but he won't. He's no. too cool for that. I don't think he's too he's cool for gonna, that. He's not going to live in Kobe's shadow. That'll never happen. Well, he could just get he can get a lot of money elsewhere. So, yeah. Do you think he's going to stay, or do you think he's going to go back to Cleveland or somewhere else? Mm, right now, I'd have to say Cleveland. I think if he's going to go anywhere, it's probably best to go to Cleveland, just because you know it's when you look at uh, you know when there just aren't enough instances of players playing for one team anymore or even two teams you know that's the one great thing about you know like kobe and and tim duncan you know it's like they're when you look at their stats it's same team uh for their entire careers and uh you know and you look at a guy like uh paul pierce who probably will still end up being a legend with the boston celtics but now you know he's he's hurt and he was now on this awful Brooklyn team and just kind of, you know, same thing with Jordan on the Wizards. Yeah. I I like when guys stay with one team. Yeah. But wherever LeBron goes, it also makes the NBA that much more interesting to just it could it can change the landscape of the entire league, so. Yeah. Yeah, so we this guy wants a show where we follow up and we've done that and we've shown how horrible some of our picks are. Mm-hmm. Like the Washington Football Club, we both predicted to win that division, and they're awful. So there you go, uh, Patrick. Hello, my Canadian brothers from other mothers. I was sad to hear that Frank didn't get into the real football, but at least it's better to not follow it at all than rooting for Man United or some shit like that. Yeah, they were off my list anyway. Yeah. So I decided to invest a bit of my time now that I'm on sick leave following a surgery. Oh, breaking news here: Patrick had surgery. I don't know, Patrick. Hope he's all right. Uh, he's decided to try and dig into the NFL. Since I didn't have a team, I decided to pick one of the two teams in the first game I watched, which turned out to be Kansas City versus Denver Broncos. I chose the Broncos, which turned out well. Say what you will, Frank, but Manning is pretty damn good. Even I could see that. I've seen some Super Bowls in the past, so I wasn't completely green. However, I'm not 100% clear in all the rules. If you guys can maybe give a short introductory discussion on the rules on turnovers and when and why one team gets to attack and then the other, that would be great. I guess he doesn't understand, like, possession. Yeah. So you get four downs, essentially, to get a first down. Which is to move the ball 10 yards yards up the field. Barring penalties and other losses of yardage. Now, if... You use up your four downs, 
you lose and you don't get a first down, you lose possession to the other team at the spot of the ball. This See, this whereas, rarely happens. Well, that's what I mean. Like, Normally so, on fourth down, you punt the ball away, kick it to the other team, and they take possession at the end of their return or fair catch. Yes, and it's the, it's it's or, it's like the. I mean, obviously, in in, uh, in to use his term, real football or in hockey or in basketball, possession changes. I'd say, I, I guess it'd be similar to like in baseball, where the team in in the outfield and and the team pitching can't score runs. Yeah, right. They're on defense. For well, that, you, you can know. because you can get pick sixes and stuff too, but it's considered a change of possession. Right at the interception. So yes. the other way you lose possession is by giving up interceptions, which is when you throw the ball and it's intercepted by the opposing team, or fumble by dropping the ball and the other team picking it up. Done. There's the rules on <laughs> the rules on turnovers. There you go. So, Patrick, if you have any other follow up questions, just send Frank a tweet at Dirty Frank Three Hours and Dirty. Here's a question from Matt, who's become a regular listener and regular contributor to Sack Time. Hey guys, love the show. Obviously, uh, this time my question is something from the financial side of sports. Recently, Roger Goodell, who is who Frank. The commissioner of the NFL. Commissioner of the NFL was found saying he plans to increase league revenue to $25 billion in the next 15 years. The NFL's current revenue sits at just a bit north of $9 billion, and they are 100% tax exempt. Why are they still tax exempt? And on top of that, do you think they should be tax exempt? I have no idea why they're tax exempt. Do you? No. No clue. Now, are in what capacity are they taxed? We probably should have done a little research on yeah. this, but I didn't. <laughs> I did not either. Well, I mean, you think about it. I mean, uh, we, we try to answer the questions on things that we actually know about. Um, I'm not too invested in the business side of sports. Um, you know, I, I guess uh, uh, I guess it's the same way why they're, you know, when, when there was that big financial crash a couple of years ago while all these multi-billion dollar banking firms were able to get money back you know just there's some weird shit with the the big money makers in the united states the only thing i can think get of breaks. is they provide a lot of jobs in the area and they also i i think it might just be the buildings that are tax exempt and that kind of stuff because they're Funded by jointly by the city and the owners, and the the owners are essentially putting money into the city that they choose to build a team. But that could, that's, you know, if that was right, that'd be an excellent answer. It, it could be partially right, but I. It seems weird that they're completely tax exempt. Yeah, that is very strange. I just didn't have time. I mean, the email came uh, today at uh, this morning, so I just didn't really have much time to invest that. Yeah. I thought maybe you would know. I do not. Uh, Chaz Burke, uh, who are your favorite Canadian athletes that play non-hockey sports? As a huge Cincinnati Reds fan, my favorite obvious pick would be Joey Votto. He's so talented and also, also seems pretty thoughtful, intelligent, and strange. Chaz in Kentucky. P.S. Jamal McGlure forever. Jamal McGlure is probably my number one considering who he played for and I met him, so... 
That's, I, don't, I don't really. I, I can't think of many others. I'm well, sure. I mean, there aren't. I mean, I'm sure there are quite a few Canadians in uh, in the NFL. Uh, I don't particularly uh, care one way or another where a player is from in the NFL. Same thing with the NBA. Like I, I did, I'm not. I've never really been a Steve Nash fan, whether he played for the Lakers or not. Um, I am a Steve Nash fan. Are you? Oh yeah, for sure. When he's his teams in Phoenix were amazing to watch. He was so good and just exactly what I want to see from a basketball player. Good effort, selflessness. He um, is amazing. Baseball. Um, you know, there may have been players that were Canadian that played for the Orioles, but it just never really meant anything to me. Like I, I was never a big. Justin Morneau fan or Larry Walker, Russell Martin, or, you know, I mean, Larry Walker, when he, when he was with the Expos, you know, I was an Expos fan and it was great that he was from British Columbia, but you know, it, it didn't really mean anything that he was Canadian. Um, but like when like non team sports, there are, are, are a ton of Canadian athletes that I respect, uh, like George St. Pierre, yeah, yeah, I'm not crazy you know, about him. Uh, what about Milos Raonic? Eh, not so much. I mean, like, well, I mean, GSP is like, you know, the biggest star in the UFC, and now, you know, now he's kind of on a semi-retirement. But he was the biggest draw uh, that they had, and pound for pound, probably one of the three best fighters in the history of that sport. So that's a big deal. Um, always a big fan of. Uh, Golfer Don Co Jones going up <laughs> uh, for tennis players, maybe Carling Bassett. Wow, uh, but uh, and the greatest curler of all time, Eddie the Wrench Wernick. That's pretty good. Yeah, there's some good Canadian curlers. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to think who else? Any Olympic athletes? What about wrestlers? Are you including wrestlers? Well, like, again, you, yes, I thought I, you would include the hitman. Well, again, it's uh, you know, not everybody who listens to this podcast is going to agree that pro wrestlers are athletes. So I didn't want to just throw out, you know, all because there's a lot of Canadian. Wrestling. Oh yeah, you know, I mean, there's the hitman Bret Hart, and there's you know Edge and Christian and Chris Jericho. Um, you know, Chris Benoit was you know was a great. Great wrestler, uh, Roddy Could, Piper is Canadian. Was Dino Bravo actually Canadian? Yes. Well, he could be considered an athlete because he broke the weightlifting record. Canada's the, strongest the man. <laughs> Canada's great greatest athlete was Iron Mike Sharp from Hamilton, Ontario. <laughs> do you remember Iron Mike Sharp? I sure do. Oh yeah. So there's been you know the Rougeau brothers were were you know great Canadian athletes. Um, uh, Earthquake. Canadian. <laughs> Do you remember Earthquake? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So there's there's been a ton. But uh yeah, and again like Roddy Roddy Piper, uh you know, I, I just mentioned it before, but he's one of the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. You know. So lots of lots of Canadian wrestlers. So I hope that uh, what what about you other than Jamal McClure? That's <laughs> And Steve Nash. Steve Nash. I, I can't think of many. I I like Milos Raonic too. Uh, I'm Another th- win for Milos. I was trying to think of Olympic athletes, but I'm not really into the Olympics too much. So. Well, I mean, there's a lot of great, uh, you know, speed skaters, and uh, and you know, I, don't, I know you love figure skating. You were a huge Brian Orser fan, right? <laughs> no, no. 
Fair enough. Uh, are you, you seem like I don't know why you're an Elvis Stoiko fan. Because the name is Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> is that shallow enough? Yeah, it's pretty shallow. Uh, all right, uh, but Canada does seem to produce a lot of wrestlers yeah. and comedians. Sure. Who's your favorite Canadian comedian? I don't know if any are that good. <laughs> <laughs> are you Are you saying like, like, like all like time Martin Short and Dan sure, Aykroyd as, yeah. as far as comedians? John Candy. Oh, okay. Jim so. Carrey, comedic actors. There you go. Okay. I thought you were saying like stand-up no, I like, comedians. I do like all those. No, I'm talking comedic actors. They've had some Mike Myers. Right. They've had a lot of top shelf Canadian talent. Sure. Out of those, I think oh, probably John Candy, although yeah. Dan Aykroyd did star and direct in Nothing But Trouble. So it's, I still think other than that, he's not that great. Rick Moranis and Dave Thomas. Dave Thomas, I have to give a shout out. He's my friend's cousin. Not the Wendy's guy. Correct. What do you think about those Wendy, new Wendy's commercials? Do you like the new Wendy? Oh, yeah. The the pushy red-headed she's Wendy? She's not a Wendy. Well, well there you go. She's, she's the pushy redhead. She's the fiery redhead. Yeah. And I am a fan. She is pushy. Oh, she's pushy. Yeah. Not, but she's not Wendy. Right. <laughs> Wendy's no, still the, around. The new, she's, she's not pleasant to look at. Depends on your taste. <laughs> she's a hungry lady. So so yeah, this this new uh, does she have a name? Is she? The, I think she's the new Wendy. No, because she's got bright, fiery red hair. I really don't think she's Wendy. I remember I had listed her as a peach at some point yeah. on Twitter, and someone sent me her Facebook page. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember her like name. Like her real now. name? Yeah. And it's not Wendy. No. So I, what's her character's name? I don't know. Have you seen the the latest one where uh, she knocks on the door and puts the hamburger in the peephole? Like gets the guy riled up, and like goes along with it, and then says, "Oh yeah, you're a creep." It's her idea. Yeah. What the fuck? I thought you liked her. Well, I just, I just, I just don't like how, like, she she makes you feel bad for not only liking her. But liking the food that she's promoting and trying to get you to like. It's like she throws it constantly in your face. Like the one guy is going <laughs> say, yeah, I'm saving some money. I just got a little cheeseburger here. And she's like, oh, I got this massive Wendy's burger for less than what you paid. And it looks way more appetizing than yours, you dumb bastard. What a bitch. Yeah. I still like her, though. I know you do. You don't. Do you, well, hate, do you hate gingers, though? I got no problems with redheads, but you know, I just I I I I used I liked her when she first you know I agreed with you about the peach thing, but the more commercials I see of her, like just I'm getting a little down on her. It's the inevitable backlash, you know, to, like, to a commercial entity. Do you remember? No, when she first appeared and she's talking about that with the guy who's at the yard sale to buy the chair, and she's like, yeah, you're perfect for this chair. Sit back, feed up, burger in your hand. Like, that's positive reinforcement saying, you're going to look great in this chair. By the way, stop at Wendy's. You're going to be so happy. <laughs> now, then she goes to making fun of people and to, like, giving her boyfriend an erection and then walking away from him. 
That's a terrible thing to do. I don't think it's established whether or not it's her boyfriend. It could be a stranger. Well, why is she knocking on his door and putting a hamburger in his peephole? That's who she is. Hamburger in his peephole is a great name for a band. Hamburger in your peephole. Song title, not band. Song title. All right. I'm also thinking the next backlash is going to be the new hilarious Canadian Tire Christmas commercial guy. Right. Well, he's I'm also already like, so of all, sick of this guy. He's raking it in because those commercials air so <laughs> much. Back to back. Plus, <laughs> he is in the Tim Hortons lasagna commercial, which is also a national commercial. Wow. That's a lot of money. I remember the old. Do you remember the old Canadian Tire commercial guy who like had everything for every situation? He had yes. the curly hair. Little trivia: He makes a brief appearance in the Dream Team with Michael Keaton as one of his friends. Ted Simonette was his name. Do you remember? And I have an autographed picture of Ted Simonette. I can one. top you that one. Oh, okay, top away. Do you remember? This was probably ten years ago. It was a series of Canadian Tire commercials where there was a group of old, timely dressed. There was four of them. Carolers that would show up in all Vaguely, kinds of yeah. situations. Um, the tenor, the blonde-haired guy with the curly hair, my friend Nick. That's went to high good. school with him. Do you have an autographed picture of him, though? I've got something autographed by him. Oh. It's not a picture. <laughs> okay. But, yeah. There you go. Well, the Ted Simonette, he did carry a generation of Canadian tire commercials. He's part of an ensemble cast, right. your buddy. The star of the ensemble. You think? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Anyway, let's get back to uh, sack time here. Uh, again, another regular uh, contributor to sack time, Stephen Carpenter from uh, Kansas City. Is he from Kansas City? I'm assuming he likes all the Kansas City teams, so he's probably from Kansas City. I think City. so. I don't know which part. Like, there's a Kansas City... Missouri. Missouri. And isn't there a Kansas City, Kansas? Yeah, but all the like teams are in Missouri. Right, but I don't know oh, which one he's from. Right. I got gotcha. you. Let us know, Stephen. Um, yeah, this guy loves the Chiefs. Anyway, a uh, couple quick questions. Uh, as you probably know, the Chiefs clinched a playoff spot on Sunday in their win against the Raiders. I think they'll end up with the fifth seed as they are now, but I'm curious to see how far you think they can make it into the playoffs. Personally, I feel that Casey has a very good shot of going into Cincinnati or Indy and winning on the road. Am I crazy? Also, I was wondering where your thoughts are on the Chiefs' offense, which has scored 101 points in the last two weeks. Is it a fluke? Has their offense gotten dramatically better as the season progressed? I know people think Alex Smith is a game manager, has no real deep threat, but I think the Chiefs proved they can be pretty explosive when Jamal Charles has five touchdowns against the Raiders, including four receiving, which was an NFL record for the most touchdown catches by a running. Is he just trying to convince us of his own question? Well, like, I think aware. you got yourself your answer there, Stephen. Yeah, I think so. I, mm, I'm i still not 100% sold on the Chiefs. The Raiders are not uh, the barometer no. you want to judge yourself against. They're not the best no. defense in the league. Uh, I love Andy Reid. He knows my favorite fat guy coach, Andy Reid. And... They can win anywhere, essentially. I How do you think. feel about Ken Hitchcock? Uh, not crazy about him. Well, he's a fat guy coach. Uh, if he dyed his hair black, he'd be Paul Bearer. Not crazy about him. <laughs> All right. Yeah, the Chiefs, I, I, they can, I don't think they can make the Super Bowl. No? No. I don't think so either. 
Uh, any thoughts on Jamal Charles? Do you think he should be considered for the MVP? Personally, I think he's probably the second most important player to any team besides Peyton Manning to the Broncos. I would disagree with that. Yeah, who would you say? I think clearly this season Tom Brady is more important to the New England Patriots. I don't know about that. Than Jamal Charles is to the Chiefs. Yeah, I think Calvin Johnson's pretty important too. Yes. Uh, I hate to say it, but Peyton Manning, you can't imagine that team without him. Well, no. No, obviously not. And I can't wait to see them lose with Peyton Manning. They probably will. <clears throat> Anything can happen. That's what we like to say. Uh, Sam Bass or Sam Bass. Probably Bass. Howdy ballers. I don't know if you follow this at all, but my beloved Atlanta Braves recently announced they were moving from downtown to the northern suburbs in 2017, which is, first of all, that's crazy because where they play now, that's not that old, that stadium. The team's reasoning is that a large percentage of their ticket buyers are from that area, and those people view going downtown as a hassle, and the area surrounding the stadium is unsafe. Now, it's true that downtown Atlanta can be a little janky, but I grew up in the suburbs, and I've always loved going downtown for the games. The jankiness, is that really a word? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> it is now. It's just part of the experience. But here's what really chaps me. The rich fuckers in the burbs don't want to have anything to do with the city, but their proximity to the city is the fucking reason they're rich in the first place. Sam is mad. And going to the ball game downtown is the only way a lot of them are ever forced to pay homage to that fact. So what do you guys generally think about pro teams that trade on a city's name but aren't located in the city itself? Uh, I guess the Giants and Jets are kind of yeah, the same thing, right? Yeah, I'm kind of with Sam on that, to be honest. New York, you can kind of get a, just the value of real estate for a huge football stadium. Yeah, it's and it's really it's only a good bridge at, yeah. across away, right? But I'm, I'm kind of with Sam, and I love stadiums, especially baseball stadiums that are right downtown. Except for the Skydome, which is terrible. That's more with the issue of the stadium, not the location, yes. right? Like, But going to a city on a road trip, you get all the hustle and bustle around the stadium. It's amazing. And I definitely think moving out of that area and excitement is always a bad idea. Like a football game is a different entity. Uh, right. Because people are tailgating. It's an event that day. It's a Sunday, usually not the busiest day in the city. That the football stadium kind of defines the surroundings for that right. day, where any other sport, I think you want to be. Downtown. Have you ever been to Ford Field in Detroit? I have not. You? Not for a football game. I was there for WrestleMania. Right. It was pretty good. That is good. Um, okay, so what about like Detroit? Like Tiger Stadium was downtown. Yeah. And now they're in Comerica Park, which is it's it's still close it's, to a busy area. It's pretty downtown. But. Uh, I think when when they move to, it's a lot safer. <laughs> yeah, though, I guess, yeah. but it it doesn't feel like it's in the middle of nowhere. True, like Auburn Hills. Right, right, yeah. right. Which is in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I would uh, I would agree with Sam too. I think it does suck where teams are so far out, and man, it is kind of a pain in the ass. Uh, also, if I can squeeze in a second question, my family moved south from Hamburg, New York when I was six, and none of us have ever been back. Do either of you ever go to Hamburg? Is it the snowy paradise I remember, or is it shitty? I bet it's shitty. Thanks for taking my questions and love the show. I, I don't think I've ever been to Hamburg. 
I should. Neither by, but it's probably shitty. I doubt it. Come on. Is that is it still Western New York, Hamburg? I love Western New York, and I love Hamburg. You like Amherst? <laughs> yeah. Lackawanna? I do. <laughs> North Tonawanda? I do. What do you love about those places? I just like the grittiness, the, I don't know, I don't, the shopping. <laughs> <laughs> if you couldn't get the food, cheaper Blu-rays there, would you really care that much? Probably not, but I like going to eat in some... Dive your restaurants there. Great, always you like honeys? great food. I love honeys. That I don't know. I, I I like those places. I think they get a bad rap. Have you ever been to the uh, the Fun House in Lackawanna? No, it's a terrifying place. Yeah, it's like a restaurant bar, and uh, they uh, uh, used to have uh, they used to show Nitro. They used to show the, uh, the you know the Monday Night Wars when wrestling was huge. They used to show Monday Nitro uh, in their bar with the sound up, and it was always called Bikini Monday Night Nitro, and where women were encouraged to wear bikini tops to to the restaurant. And so my friends and I decided to go one time. We drove to fucking Lackawanna to watch wrestling on TV just to see if there were any girls in bikinis. And there was one, and she was a 40-plus-year-old waitress that worked there, and she came to our table with a cigarette in her mouth and took our order. That's the personality the I like. The House in Lackawanna. And a couple uh, more here from Sam Sanchez. Uh, hey, Greg and Frank. Sam's from California. Uh, great to hear the podcast. Keep coming. Hope you keep it up. I had a question regarding fantasy football. Uh, do you guys ever get angry when someone who doesn't know anything about a certain sport or at least doesn't really care dominates you or the entire league? I'm definitely a baseball guy who somewhat follows football. I don't even have a team, just don't care too much, and was forced to join a league last minute with friends and family who are diehard fans who simply needed one more spot to be filled. I was the number one seed, and now I'm in the championship game next week against the person who started up the league, just trying to gauge how pissed he'll be once I inevitably win. Didn't hurt this past week in the semifinals that I had Jamal Charles on my team. All, all right, guys, keep up the good work, and it's always great to hear from you, Greg. Nice. Some people just love this sweet, sweet baritone. <laughs> so, how do you feel? Like, have you ever been in a in a fantasy football league where? Yeah, we got a couple. Well, one guy in our league who uses software to help him pick teams. That's always frowned upon. Yeah. Uh that's really no. Everyone in our league knows what they're doing. Essentially, I I all enter hockey pools sometimes where I don't know a lot about hockey. But I never win, so I don't right. think anyone cares. I've been in a couple of hockey pools before. Where my friend's wife decided to be in it, and you know, and and she had one of those uh, books that you know predicts like the top four hundred scores, and you know, as the people were pick, picked, she would just cross them off and just just pick the next one on the list. And uh, and I don't remember if she won, but or she might have finished second the one year. And well, that was kind of annoying. Yeah, but I get it. And lastly, it's a college football question, and I left this one last because it's actually kind of funny. Dear Ball Hogs, coming from the southern U.S. where college football is king, I wondered if football is played at any universities or high school in Canada. Former U of Florida quarterback Jesse Palmer is, I believe, Canadian, so I'm guessing he would have played football for his high school. Um, let me give you a little setup of what high school football in Canada is like. Um, I would say... On average, there are probably 
60 people at a high school football game. Um, mostly those are students and parents. And nobody who was not a current student or a parent or a significant other of one of those students is at that game. Correct. And your chances of attendance probably might double to 120 if it's a buyout day. Yes. Where they let you buy out of school early yes. to watch the football game. Uh, so it's not a big deal at all. Um, it's bigger for, uh, you know, it's significantly bigger for hockey of that age. Well, uh, even high school hockey wasn't like there's traveling hockey associated with cities, right? But for actual high schools, it's not a big deal at all. No, and 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 most of the time, it's only played where there really aren't any spectator seating anyway. Yeah, and university football, there are some universities that really care about it. Again, you know? it uh, it's mostly just the students. You know, like there aren't really big. It's not uh, compared to the U.S. They're, they're, the alumni is not insane, yes. and there you know there aren't really any like booster clubs or shit like that. I mean, sure, a lot of uh, in in the in the prairies, you know, where there isn't anything other than junior hockey or uh, university football. Um, it's a little bit bigger, but uh, again, you know, you're maybe maybe looking at a thousand people. At a game, yeah. So it's it's I not. Mean, some schools are. I think Laurier. Yeah, it might get more. Saint effects you know, a few, but, but uh, it's not significant the way it is. I've in never the attended States. a game even for the university I went to. <sighs> no, well, Humber College didn't have a football team. They did have basketball and volleyball, which I went to only because I was doing play by play for the cable TV cool. station. So, um. Yeah, I did play-by-play for basketball and color commentary for volleyball. You got any of those tapes still? Uh, I believe I have my very first play-by-play attempt. <laughs> yeah? It was probably piss poor. Oh, uh, no, probably. It was garbage, I'm sure. It was, I never attempted anything <laughs> like that before. And Rogers was broadcasting the game, and they came down to the broadcasting area of the school and said, anybody want to do this? And I said, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> and that was it. Uh, it was hard. Oh, yeah. You know, very hard to try to, like, you got to learn the players' names and be very quick. And I was not quick and I was not good at the names. So, <laughs> uh, anyway, so that is it for uh, this episode and uh, for sack time in general. So, again, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, send us emails, uh, balljunkpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to get uh, your feedback as well. You can always find uh, Frank on Twitter uh, at Dirty Frank, three hours and dirty. You can find me on Twitter at The Gas Man Lives. We love getting more followers and talking to you guys over Twitter and that. Um, so we're going to try probably sometime in mid-January. for Maybe the next... pre-Super Bowl. Yeah, we can maybe. At the uh, end of January. Um, I was also thinking maybe we could do like, uh, do you think it's too late to do like a, a year in review episode or do you think we should focus more on the Super Bowl? Yeah. I, it might even be better to recap the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like when is that? Uh, February 2nd. So we're looking at at least six weeks. Well, that's more like five. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, yeah, you can always uh, let us know what you, uh, 
maybe uh, some of your thoughts on things that we can do uh, for the next episode. And uh, again, we, we love getting your uh, feedback. Uh, anything else, Franklin? I got nothing. Merry no? Christmas. Happy Holidays to all our listeners. Joyeux Noël. A bonne for our uh, French listeners. That's the only. Uh, bon Natal for our Italian listeners. And you got anything else? No. I don't have Sorry. anything else. Uh, I do not know any other languages, and I may have been incorrect with my French or Italian translation. So, yeah, Italian might be. <laughs> I kind of think it's Bon Natale. I think so too. Might be right. Well, what's Feliz Navidad? I believe that's Spanish. Yeah, I think you're right. I'm assuming just because of <laughs> Jose Feliciano. Yeah, right, right, right. So there you go. That's a third one. That's not too bad. Melakaliki Maka. Yeah, so keep on the lookout. Oh, yeah, and, and please uh, subscribe to us on uh, iTunes as well. We want to get as many uh, subscribers as we uh, possibly can, even if uh, you don't even listen to it. I don't care. <laughs> subscribe anyway, and uh, always check out all the other great podcasts that are on the uh, the Film Jug website. I still appreciate uh, Sean letting us put this one up there as well. So, hey, Fr- Frank, you do all the podcasts over there. Yeah. Except for the movie club podcast. You Correct. Don't do that. But I, even Sean and Jay don't do that. No. Lately. They, they don't do it very often. Yeah. So you do the Game Junk one and the Film Junk podcast. It's a lot of podcasting. It's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. No wonder you're so goddamn hard to get a hold of. That's why we took so long. I sent you emails. I don't get responses <laughs> for like 10, 12 days. It was th- four. Four. It was a long time. It felt long in my heart. Well, I apologize. All right. Thanks for listening and uh, just keep on keeping on. Oh, jingle balls, jingle balls, jingle to and fro. Watching all the little puppies making yellow snow. Oh, jingle balls, jingle balls, jingle one, two, three. Why don't you come over here and jingle balls with me? Hey.